0: Back in the nineties, we were children watching cartoon shows.
1: Damn right, we were. Hey friends, welcome back to So To Speak. I'm Evan Mead and this is Lyle Groninger. I'm Lyle. I can't introduce myself. (laughs) Okay, I'll let you do that from (laughs) now on this time. I'm a big boy. Yes, you are. (laughs) Um, So anyways, uh, we have a really special show today and today we're going to take you back to the past but we're going to talk about shows that kicked ass. We
0: have a guest today. His name is uh, Cody.
1: Hi, how are you? Hi. So, Cody McDonald uh, is a wonderful 90s connoisseur and filmmaker that uh, we've got the pleasure of talking about this very nostalgic subject uh, with you today. And uh, I got to be honest, uh, it feel, I've got that Saturday morning cartoon feeling, even though the concept of Saturday morning cartoons at this point was. Stu- it's still relevant because it, I do it today. <laughs> oh, okay. sure. No, do each his own. Um, but to me like um I, I did the Saturday morning cartoon ritual as a 90s kid once in a while uh, I was primarily like a after school cartoons and the vast majority of these shows were like after school stuff that I watched yeah so uh, yeah and we've got this really cool lineup today uh, we apologize if like the show that appeared epit- that like The show that highlighted your whole childhood doesn't get talked about today, but there's just too much to cover, and we just want to talk about three (laughs) of our personal favorites. We've got nine that we'd like to revisit today. So without further ado, Cody, uh, what show do you want to talk about first?
2: Well, I mean, when you guys wanted me to get on this show and talk about, you know, 90s cartoon shows, it was sort of like a giant world in my brain just kind of opened up and was sort of like... Okay, which ones do I choose from? Do I choose the ones that, you know, were sort of, like, impactful to me at the time? Which ones did I watch the most? Like, which ones do I still remember today? Or what's, you know, relevant to talk about? So, I mainly just stuck to the ones that I personally just loved watching as a kid. And even just upon revisiting them, like, within, like, kind of, I guess, like, recently. Yeah. even, Even within the past few years, like... I still get something out of it, or I have a better appreciation for them now than I did back then, because, like, when you grow up, you have different perspectives. So I uh, I decided to go with uh, a few that uh, kind of had, like, not only just, like, a sense of humor about it, but just, like, it, it was. it felt like that the creators were trying to tell us something, too, while we were watching it. It wasn't just, hey, kids, sit down, distract yourself for a half an hour, and then, you know, be on with your life. It's like they introduced something in there where it was like, here's here's something about the world that you live in. Yeah. And hopefully this message sticks with you or something like that. So yeah. okay. the first show I want to talk about is, uh, it's obviously, I mean, it, we'd be kind of be fools if we didn't bring this show up of
1: 90s cartoons, but Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Uh... Oh, good old Rugrats. Uh, I was not a fan of, uh, potty or, like, gross-out humor, and Rugrats was. was, like, the- Yeah, you guys <laughs> yeah, were. of course. <laughs> you, you brats. But, uh, I was never a fan of that, so based on the gross-out humor that I- because I used to go to friends' houses who were, like, diehard Nickelodeon fans and Fox Kids fans. Although, yeah, so, uh, if ever I would see a commercial for Rugrats, I would just, like, go, ew. No, not that the show is in any way bad. I mean, I can understand its appeal, but yeah. I'm gonna, that's why we're letting Cody talk about it. Well, wait, <laughs> did it play on Fox Kids? No, uh, Fox Kids was just, it never really got that deal. Uh, Fox Kids was mainly like um, anime stuff. Like I, I used to... Uh, yeah, like,
0: t- like Toonami and that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. That was a very
1: 90s thing. Yeah, Digimon also ran on Fox Kids for many yeah. years. Okay, because it's funny, because po- I, I never grew up with Fox Kids. I don't even think we... Did we have it here? Yeah, we did. I, yeah. I remember Fox Kids. What and channel was it on? It I'm... would have been in the 40s, like, depending on your pa- your cable package, cause Okay. I grew up with basic cable, Me so too. I yeah. only watched Fox Kids uh, at the friend's house I stayed yeah. with after school for the, la- for the majority of third grade. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because, yeah, my cable package
2: was... It was YTV, yeah, Telltune, yeah, and uh, Family Channel, and then occasionally the the kind of lower ones that I looked at were like TVO Kids, Treehouse, and WB, yeah, kids
0: yeah. kind of thing. I, I I had YTV. I think I had Telltune for a time, but then my parents got rid of it, and the only thing I could have was like Teletoon Retro, which was like all the oh, old, yeah, shit. yeah. Well, I think today's like
2: Shaw Direct satellites have just strictly that Teletoon Retro, yeah. which is like
0: all the kind of older stuff. Yeah, the classic cartoons. Yeah, some good, some bad. But that oh, all right. that
2: kind of leads me into like just why TV was my introduction to Rugrats. Oh yeah, because yeah they pl- they had that. We didn't ha- if we were in the states. I'm sure our main networks would have been like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney. But we had know family channel Teletoon, and ytv is like yeah. more of the alternative yeah just for
1: the record uh to all you yankees listening into this show um if like we ever talk like fox kids obviously was an american thing but ytv and Teletoon uh were like the canadian go-tos for all the shows that you guys watch we got to and they all there was also some canadian content as well like uh ivana the yukon was very popular mm-hmm. being Ian by the same creators was yeah. very popular on that, YTV. that was
0: developed by the same people
1: I think it was because there was a Canada Day special uh, where they played nothing but back-to-back Yvonne of the Yukon and Being in episodes for the whole day. Oh.
3: Being Yeah. Being be-
1: yeah. be- be- We really
0: got sidetracked. Yeah. Kobe, yeah, what, yeah sorry. what do you want to say about Rugrats?
1: Rugrats
2: is is a show that, mm. like, when I was a kid, I'd always just remember, like, trying to race home after school to be on time for this little segment on YTV called The Zone. Ah uh, yes. Uh, yes, hosted by Sean and
0: Sugar, and, like what, and Carlos, Drone. Carlos as yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Or
2: was it Sean? Or maybe, maybe. Oh no, sorry, it was Carlos. Yeah, yeah sorry, Carlos. not Sean. Yeah, Carlos yeah. and Sugar. Carlos yeah. and Sugar, yeah. and uh, it was basically just like two hours of cartoons that featured, you know, like I, I can't remember exactly the right order. I, um, it was like Pokemon, Hey Arnold, and stuff like that was in there. But there was something about Rugrats that was so. Because basically, the premise of the show if people out there are living under a rock or, <laughs> or, or you're Generation Z and you have no idea what Rugrats is. Oh, that's also true. Uh, Rugrats is a show in the 90s that, at the time, Steven Spielberg called it the Peanuts of that generation. <laughs> fun oh. fact. And it's a show that is about babies being babies. You
0: mean it's a baby show? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are we too old to be talking about baby shows? <laughs> the nostalgia, the nostalgia principle applies.
2: But go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll hear him a lot throughout this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a show about babies being babies, and they talk amongst each other. They have like their own kind of broken English. Sometimes they say words a little, a little bit differently than than we would say it. But they, the premise of the show is that they go on these little misadventures and. They just kind of learn something about the world, or they look at it from a different perspective, but that's kind of where the show's charm came from, is that it was looking at the viewpoint from such an innocent, humble, naive kind of perspective, like point of view, almost. Mm -hmm. So the show starred uh, Tommy Pickles, who was the, the main baby, the brave one, the one that would... The adventurous one. The adventurous one. Uh, the rebellious one. The rebellious one. Like a, ba- a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> his best friend was Chucky. Chucky Finster. Yeah. Chucky Finster, who also looked exactly like Chucky the doll, which I thought was distracting. And he acted just like Garth from Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he was like the Frady Cat, the kind of contrast to Tommy. Yeah. Um, and then there's the twins, Phil and Lil, who yeah. are. So disgusting. Oh yeah. They eat bugs. (laughs) They eat bugs, they eat worms, they do all a bunch of gross stuff, but they there's one thing that does hold up from the show is that pretty much everyone today has the exact same haircut as them.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like kind of shaved around the side and like kinda brushed like slick backwards. Like that's a very common haircut today that I've noticed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well I've yet to see anyone with Chucky's hair, but Oh yeah. Who knows? And then the sort of,
2: I would say, not villain, but antagonist of the show oh, was Tommy's uh, cousin, Angelica. Mm. Who, uh,
0: who nobody fucking likes. Nobody <laughs> likes Angelica.
2: I loved her. No. Just, like She stood out as like, because you would always like in real life you would be like, Oh my God, I know somebody like that. Or I have a mm-hmm. sibling who's like that. Or like somebody who's a little bit more older. Cause she's a little bit more older than the baby. She's yeah, like yeah. three. And like the babies
0: are just still she like, has, like, like this one ability to talk to both the adults and the babies. Exactly. Somehow. So
2: she's sort of like the, the she, yeah, she's sort of like that middle ground between like the, the point of view of the parents and the babies. And then going into the parents, there's Stu and Didi. Dee Dee. Oh my god, Stu Pickles. Stu and Didi Dee Dee are Tommy's and uh, Tommy's parents who uh they uh like, Stu's an inventor, and he fails at almost everything that he makes, but he's yeah. just so driven and passionate, that's why you love him, I don't you know want about,
0: him to succeed. I don't know about passion. my favorite clip from Rugrats is when he's, like, up at two in the morning, he's like, Stu, what are you, what are you doing? Making, making chocolate, chocolate pudding. pudding. It's three o'clock in the morning, why on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because, because I've, I've lost, lost control, control of my, of my life. life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it, Stu. <laughs> wow. I love it. But, basically... But, but I can't leave out this character because he is the best adult character in the show, Grandpa Pickles.
1: Ah, hey, Sprouts.
2: Now, Grandpa, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, did you ever notice that every time Grandpa would tell a story or just say anything, he would always include the number 15. Fifteen
3: miles. 50. We walked 15 miles
2: to
0: our <laughs> school every day.
2: Any right. story, any <laughs> said, every Any story that he ever said included the number 15 that after a while you're like, all right, I don't even know if he's just making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it reminded
0: me a lot of, like, Grandpa from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, like, both uh, both those shows, The Simpsons and Rugrats, were produced by, like, the same animation company. Uh, uh, this is a hard name. Say, Chuspie Claspo? Not
1: Gracie Films, but that's a distributor. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the yeah.
0: first few seasons of The Simpsons were animated by the same team that did Rugrats. Yeah. That's why it was so jarring sometimes. Yeah.
1: That's insane. Yeah, the yeah. '90s were a busy time for that for that studio. <clears throat> and don't
0: worry, guys, we'll talk about the Simpsons another time. Oh, there's, that, there's,
1: it, it is a '90s show, even yeah. though
0: it's t- a- right now we're working on uh children's shows yeah. so we'll get there when we get, there. We'll Since get this is gonna be like a three-hour podcast between oh all of us just yeah
2: quoting everything <laughs>
3: yeah well but, the 10 but, seasons especially but yeah. to
2: go into the show like rugrats like yeah like well, like i said it's just like little adventures about uh babies being babies like discovering like what the world is about um like I don't have any particular like favorite episodes but like when I would just talk about Rugrats like a few little premises would just kind of come to mind like I really love the episode where uh they uh they had they were at the movie theater oh yeah and they just completely, like, destroy everything by the end. Like, they're just discovering what it's like to be just outside their comfort zone and, like, getting it in the projector room and destroying, the t- like, the film reels yeah. and, like, yeah. getting messy in the concession
0: stands and all that. Like, yeah, I, I kind I of just love that. I love Grandpa's reaction to the movie. He's just having a horrible time. It's like... Right, I'm gonna yeah. go get some candy. Yeah. Rather rot my teeth than rot my
3: brain. They're, they're, they're,
2: they're seeing like a kid show, and Grandpa was just like, We should have gone bowling instead. Like, <laughs> he's just completely miserable. Yeah, he's time. angry. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, as an adult, you watch it, and you're just like, At least there's something that like adults can get out of, because I think that's what the creators, looking back, were trying to do is that they knew that kids would watch this, and perhaps adults would tune in, like their parents would tune in. So it's like, hey, why don't to add a little bit of something for the adults while they watch, and then you grow up and you're like, hey, I appreciate this a little bit more because like there's a little there's some elements in there that kind of hold up here and there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do like how the babies are are like the focus, but like the supporting characters are equally mm-hmm.
1: strong.
3: Yeah, that, I,
1: that, that that's really good yeah but that's kind of a principle that applies to the shows I want to bring up too yeah Um, Yeah, me too I guess 90s had like a really strong principle for writing shows uh, for for kids like if you're gonna have the kids be kids you have to have the adults be adults yeah Yeah. sometimes (laughs) like uh, Nickelodeon will have a show um, that came after Rugrats where like the Uh, parents are either like non-existent at all, or they're just kind of there. Fairly Odd Parents, not to digress, but Fairly Odd Odd Parents had this issue with um, the parents where, like, uh, I don't know, they were... Well, they were there. They were there, uh, but... They just didn't have an impact. They they were kind of funny, too. I like the dad a lot. Yeah, though, the dad... Jimmy! That's great.
2: (laughs) But, you know, it became so popular in the 90s, and, you know, it spanned, like, nine seasons, but... Like, looking back now, kind of in retrospect, like, it got so popular that, like, of course, you
1: know, like, it, it you know, it spawned a movie. Like uh, That's the... another, we actually, just, sorry to interrupt, but we actually yeah. have some questions yeah. that, like, yeah. that's, that you, you answered a question of ours
0: yes. before we oh, yeah. were able to ask it. Oh, yeah, 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 So, yeah, sorry we didn't set this up earlier, but we have, like, four, before, as we wrap up each show, we have four, like, questions we want to ask about each 90s show. So, the first question is, is this show still running, no, it, it, no. Went,
2: it spanned from like uh, What was it 1991 I
0: believe I To like yeah.
2: 2004 I think yeah, it, was it was like the last running, Aired like, episode When I was a kid It yeah. was still running Yeah But it, it like They took breaks in between Because mm-hmm. I
0: think They were also developing Like like, yeah. the spin-off show that came off later. like Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Europa. that. Uh, so, yeah. the, the second question is, yeah. was the show ever adapted into a movie? Yeah, so, it, it actually was adapted into two. Well, uh, two, right. and, a two half, and a half. I would say yeah. two and a half
2: films. So, yeah, so, when it became so popular, like, uh, the network nickelodeon was just like you know it was like the highest like viewed show at the time it was so popular between because between the three like early renaissance of nickelodeon which were dog ren and stimpy and rugrats mm-hmm. rugrats was like just flew to the moon like it was like everyone was talking about it like parents loved watching it with their kids like it was actually it grew such a popularity that like paramount was like hey you guys should produce produce a movie nickelodeon like so they got the Rugrats movie in 1998 and the Rugrats movie is it's cute yeah it's, like that's it's what I right. say it, it, but it's kind of bizarre the fact that it, it's a bit like a musical that's oh, yeah. kind of looking back on it and but I do what I do appreciate about it and this is what every single sh- movie that is based on a TV show should do is that if you're gonna make a movie based on it, the stakes need to be higher than the show ever was. Yeah, you know, like the, you know, just to bring up example, the Simpsons movie. You know, like yes. a giant dome. Like you know, like the the stakes are high. The the the, the South Park movie. Like the stakes were so high in that yeah. movie, higher than anything. I mean, Saddam in the Saddam Hussein
0: will take over the world. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if Terrence and Philip die. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, oh get to South Park someday too. And, but, and uh, oh, for sure, yeah.
2: And the stakes in the Rugrats movie where the babies are lost in the woods. Yeah, and in this movie, we're introduced to a new baby, Dill. Uh, yeah, Dill Pickles. Dill Pickles, Tommy's little brother, who, and this to me is what broke the back of Rugrats to me, because it was a bit confusing the fact that like Bill, uh, Bill, I was about to say Bill, <laughs> Bill, Billy Pickles, Billy Pickles, <laughs> Dill can't talk. He's like a newborn. He's yeah. saying things that we view babies as, as oh, just saying okay. a bunch of gibberish and all that and that was a bit like huh like backtracking almost right and
0: I, and I it always felt so odd to me even as a kid i just couldn't put my finger on it maybe he's in a higher mode of intelligence that we'll never just dis- we'll never discover we're getting in like baby, geniuses. We're into territory. baby genius <laughs> oh. territory <laughs>
2: we don't want to get there you guys already kind of briefly talked about that uh, uh, yeah. Once yeah once was enough Once was enough But but what I did like about what the show did is that the episode right before the movie premiered in, like, the fall of 98 is that, like, it was setting it up. Like, Dee Dee was already pregnant, and then you had to go out to see the film to kind of almost see the continuation of that. Oh, that's neat. And then, like, a month after the movie came out, like, the show continued later on, and Dill was in the show, which I thought was really cool.
0: Actually, I, I actually like the second movie a little bit more. Me too, and, and I want to get to that. The second movie was, was uh, Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats in uh, yes. Paris
2: is a far better film. They kind of I, what I really love about it is that they take an aspect of the show that was considered to be one of the most
1: heartfelt episodes of the show, the Mother's Day episode with Chucky. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Oh my god, I'm having a flashback here. I actually may have watched the Mother's Day episode. I just remember there was an amusement park and the the main character in the episode gets lost. That's the Mother's Day episode, right? Uh,
2: no, this was like the one where like everyone wanted to give something for Mother's Day, and Chucky didn't have a mom. Uh, like oh, her mo- his mom died at like such a young age, but like, oh my goodness, yeah, it's probably another
1: episode you're thinking of. I
2: can't even think of that one. Yeah, but... no, then uh,
1: then this isn't Rugrats. I I just thought oh. it was. Sorry, but oh, okay. uh, I will say, um. My, I had a best friend uh, in the year Rugrats in Paris came out. Like my best friend at the 2001, time, two jo- thousand one, I believe. Two thousand one, yeah, yeah. yeah, My best friend Josh at the time. Uh, who, to be fair, yeah, I'm still friends with him today. I, I should probably clarify. Like sometimes I'll say, "Oh, my best friend at the time," you know. He and I are still like tight today, but, um, but anyway. So anyway, so he was um, obsessed with this show. He had the soundtrack, and that's actually uh, how I was introduced to that earworm from 2000
3: who let the dogs out oh, yeah. and you
1: know what's interesting is uh, that song got played in the trailers and in many soundtracks for many family films that had something to do with dogs yes. that song has nothing to do with dogs people <laughs> We'll have to talk about that on, an, on like a musical show or whatever but uh, I just remember yeah Rugrats in Paris it was big uh, it was everywhere. Uh, that came out the same spring that Shrek came out too, so yeah, I damn. just remember that was something wow. that the kids were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the stakes were so high in that
2: movie too, and just the emotional part of it as well. Like it, it, and I don't know. There's something about the color palette of both the show and the and the movies that I just really love. It just feels kind of like kids really kind of. Not saturating, but really brightening up the colors a bit. Oh, it's a colorful show. It's very paint, almost. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that really just kind of, like, resonates this kind of, like, aesthetic, even as an adult. You know, you can kind of look back going... Wow, even just, like, the, the composition of the, the show had, like, this sort of, like, kid-like feel. Everything was at a low angle, everything was at, like, a tight close-up, because that's kind of how you saw the world back then as a kid. Uh, that's
0: that's like, what I liked about that show, Rugrats, is, like, in the perspective of the kids, everything seemed so grand and, yeah. and new, and, and they, they they oftentimes their imaginations would get ahead of themselves, and they would uh, make something that's kind of, like, mundane to us seem, like, totally epic. Yeah. Like in the second movie they see a bidet, it's like wow, a potty that squirts back
3: <laughs> <laughs> Or
2: even just the opening of uh yeah, the first episode. movie. They're doing like an Indiana Jones kinda of parody when
0: it's just it's just them and their house playing around. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, and the second movie opens with Angelica pretending to be the godfather. godfather. <laughs> oh, god. That was hilarious. <laughs> that's wow. clear that's
2: clearly Paramount trying to like plug in their own properties. Like Mark. Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Godfather. I'm like, ah I see what you're doing there. Yeah. That's funny. I see what you're doing. Wow. Um, uh,
0: I love how that movie ends, too, with, like, a gigantic, like, almost, like, oh, uh, what what the hell is the word? Like, a giant kaiju fight between two massive robots. Pacific
1: Rim, before Pacific Rim was Pacific Rim. Yeah. And that's a Paramount property, or would be a Paramount property, too. The Rogue Rats predicted the future. Oh <laughs> and now, uh, speaking about this half
0: movie that existed... Yeah. Yeah, Rugrats which Go Wild. I did
2: not see until years later. So mm. it's basically... Yeah, Rugrats Go Wild is a crossover movie between Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries, which is another Nickelodeon show yeah. that was about a girl who can talk to animals. The whole, yeah. yeah. The whole, actually, yeah, yeah uh, Eliza
1: okay. can only talk to animals. I had
2: to, I'd never watched... The wild thornberries but i watched the wild thornberries movie which i thought was pretty decent i saw the movie too yeah it was was pretty decent but then i I had to but then i had to because i wanted to watch rugrats go wild but then i didn't know if they're going to do all these jokes and in jokes things so i wanted to watch get to know the the thornberries before watching rugrats go wild so it was funny watching rugrats go wild like just a few years ago or something like that for the very first time it was like nostalgic for me just to see the rugrats but then the second, like the Thornberries came in, it just kind of became, okay, I get it. You guys were probably like the the most popular Nickelodeon things at the time, despite SpongeBob kind of being yeah, I was gonna, gonna most say I think SpongeBob was way more
0: fucking yeah. popular than the Wild Thornberries. It
2: was like their last Stitch effort to like try to make these other shows. Like kind of relevant I mean, and I get it yeah. but it, it kind of was like okay it, like, did this have to be a theatrical release
0: it, well you know? was it was it theatrical or yeah. it was theatrical oh, yeah, it also, Bruce it.
2: Willis did the voice of Spike oh god yeah and
0: they had like scratch and sniff cards that came yeah. with the movie I remember that it was in the DVD it's like and you could scratch and sniff a diaper and it's like oh, I, I don't want I don't want to fucking do that jeez that's like what Nintendo Power did with those yeah, with those like uh, Earthbound like posters yeah. here's a
2: quick question did you guys go to Burger King at the time when the Rugrats movie came out years ago? And God you got no. those wristwatches. Yeah, I
0: remember the wristwatches. I and you could I've never a, liked Burger King. You could oh, build sorry. a you could build a treehouse or something out of the yeah. toys you got. Yeah, I remember that fondly. I had the I think I either had the Reptar one or the the Dill pickle one. I was like, no, I want the Chucky one.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bruce Willis is Spike the dog. Because they had to give him a voice because Eliza Thornberry can talk to animals. And it's clever. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of clever. So, it was just yeah. so bizarre casting. But... I, saw,
0: I saw the interview with Bruce Willis. Like, it's like, how did you get into the character of Spike the dog? And Bruce Willis is like, um, Spike, <laughs> uh, Sp- Spike, uh, Spike is just a fun-loving, uh, uh Canine. <laughs> he looks like, <laughs> like he was less. That sounds like today's Bruce Willis, where he's like, yeah. No, this it was, was when... the beginning of the end of Bruce Willis's uh, oh. ability to give a fuck.
1: Bruce Bruce. This is when the apathetic Bruce Willis like really started to yeah. show. Like in the early two thousands, he just stopped giving a shit. He back. was
0: more alive in the Sixth Sense than he was in that interview. Oh God. <laughs> uh, we have two more questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, now we finished talking about the movies. Um, should it be revived? Now, there was a show, <sighs> like, early, like after Rugrats called All Grown Up, so yeah, technically it was, it was revived. It was revived once, or it was just a spinoff.
2: Rugrats, it, it'd be exciting to see it revived, to see how it would connect with kids today, like, young mm-hmm. kids today. I mean, it's the same thing, like, if you
0: asked like can
2: scooby-doo like scooby-doo has been Scooby-Doo around. is
0: pretty good at reviving itself but
2: like i don't know if there's something so of it of its time that simplicity of of the 90s of like you know babies being babies kind of show of like i just don't know if like would would babies today like if they if they would have like an adults or oh my god sorry i can't talk if they had a rugrats show today would like the babies be on like tablets, uh, and you know just stuff like that. Would or would they not see the world that we saw today? Because I'm yeah, not sure like, how it's like
0: parenting and all that. Would be. I
2: I think it it might have a shot, as like, I mean, if it was all new babies, actually, mm-hmm. if it was because you can't really bring back those characters. Oh
0: god, what if you had brought back those characters, but they're the adults who had the babies? Oh my god! The cycle oh repeats it's itself. Like, that's not a bad
2: idea. Like I think, yeah. Like if you bring back that same feel and tone of Rugrats, but having it be like newer characters, mm-hmm. I think there could be a shot that like that it could work. But, mm. but I I feel like the show itself like kind of ran its course by the end, and I think maybe it so had something too. to do also with us growing up a little bit more. Yeah. Like we were like ten years old by the time that like the the show was ending and all that, and it was kind of like okay, we're a bit older the the kind of you had your fun yeah the 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 yeah you kind of grow out of it a bit and it also it got too animated and calculated by the last few seasons where yeah. it, it really feel it felt like the maybe the i don't know if i if the original creators i think they left halfway through Yeah, they were
0: getting kind of tired yeah, yeah they were
2: getting tired and they had to have some new blood and usually the new blood of a show that spans for so long that you can definitely feel that change we'll talk about that a little bit more in our uh Since subject like, about our no, subject about a certain sponge
0: uh, like, we, we will sponge definitely talk about sponge. that but, but uh <laughs> all right well yeah, yeah I, I agree like i think rugrats has had its fun in the sun i think we can definitely just let it lie it's pretty timeless now so yeah. i don't need it to be revived if they did i am too old to watch it anyways exactly. <laughs> but like sure yeah, maybe modern kids and the last question is does this show still hold up i think it does
2: to a certain degree like a little time capsule um it is very 90s it's very 90s it's very like i I think like even my girlfriend thinks like the animation just looks just
0: hideous and bizarre (laughs) and just
2: sort of pukey looking which i'm like i I can understand that but uh i think it's a nice time capsule to like see what the world was like back then and how they were telling the show so i would say it holds up if you want to watch like a cute and innocent little show Basically,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, I I, I was kind of like it doesn't.
2: Real. It's not a big thing that holds up entirely, but like it's a, it's it is what
0: it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always loved the music by like Marks. Uh, yeah the guy his, from devo the guy the lead singer yeah. from devo and i like all those so, his music sounds like you just put like the fart option duh, on here.
2: <laughs> just the xylophone stuff and like it's just so perfect the tone for that show yeah like oh, it, it, it really matches the kind of offbeat and kind of like whimsical cuteness of the show like it's yeah, perfect it, it fit the
1: weirdness perfectly yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, well that is Rugrats. Yeah. Next up, our friend Evan over here.
1: Okay, so um I gotta be honest, uh I it took me until a little later in life, uh or a little later in childhood to get to into Y T V. Um I was a TVO kids kid for, for till about the age of ten and then once I was eleven I turned uh, to Y T V. Um but one of the shows that I watched may not have been my favorite, but it was one I watched a lot. Uh, to talk about the show, we're going to have to take chances, make mistakes, and get, get messy! messy! <laughs> you guys knew right, right, right. <laughs> Case in point, the Magic School Bus. Now, the Magic School Bus uh, covers uh, a class of... Eight kids, which, I don't know what the American class standard for elementary school That's was. right, it the, was eight kids. Oh no, well,
0: it, 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 <laughs> and, and the one kid just wanted to stay home every yeah. day. Oh,
3: <laughs>
1: Arnold. So I'll talk about the kids. Um, so the kids there are Arnold, which we just mentioned. I love Arnold. Uh, Dan, um, Car- uh, Arnold Pearlstein is actually his full name. You rarely ever hear their last names in the show, but Arnold's you've heard a couple times. Um, Carlos Ramon uh... Dorothy Dor- Ann Rourke. Um, Carlos was the guy with the backwards cap, right? No, that's Ralphie. Oh, damn it! <laughs> uh, Ralphie Tanelli, and uh, Carlos was the guy who cracked the bad jokes in the whole class. We go, oh, Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember
3: that. Yeah. Oh god,
1: <laughs> you're you're bringing back memories just by making all these jokes. um So uh Dorothy Ann uh, was the girl who would go.
3: According to my research, oh, she carried yes.
1: a bag of books everywhere she went. Um, Uh, Keisha Franklin, um, I, I, she was, she was really, you know, uh, I don't remember too much about her, to be honest. Yeah, she didn't do a lot. Um, Phoebe, uh, Therese, uh, was the, like, the... Very, I guess, orthodox kind of girl where she's like, at my old school, we were never allowed to turn into light. (laughs) Stop living in the past. (laughs) You are in a magical bus. Well, there's actually (laughs) an episode where they go back to her old school and her teacher from her old school, it's the, you get the creepiest vibe ever. You kind of sense that there's like a bit of a almost romantic connection between phoebe and her old teacher mr i can't remember his name but, but oh, it's it's the it was the weirdest dear. thing ever now when i look back on it i'm like wow like where are you going with this but and then so there's also um tim jamal who uh was kind of the sporty type he, he reminds me so much of vince in recess oh yeah oh yeah we'll talk about recess oh yeah. yeah let's yeah, so um, and then the last one, the spunkiest one was Wanda Lee, she and Wanda Lee it. had several catchphrases. She one, always got in trouble. Wanda Wanda had the most attitude out of any of the kids in this show, and yeah, and time she got in trouble, everyone would just yell Wanda. Yeah, because and also um, she would have several catchphrases like Oh bad, oh bad, oh bad, 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 or mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? And then, uh. Oh my god, I'm remembering all this. Now. Yeah, yeah. Glad I'm able to. In- and then, of course, there's the bus. Uh. Who, <laughs> the, the bus. bus the is. bus is fucking alive, guys. The it bus has, is alive. The bus has, has feelings, too. It has. Uh, no, the bus literally, like, can get sick. It cannot cooperate and. And it can wasn't, malfunction, too. Wasn't there an iguana? Yeah, there's a Liz. Liz, Liz. Yeah. 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 Uh, Liz is the silent character, but she is. She, yes, Liz was a she. Oh, She's yeah. just adorable. Um. And uh, the best for last, their teacher, is played by... Lily Tomlin. The great Lily Tomlin, Miss Frizzle. And Miss Frizzle is... The teacher that we all wanted Absolutely. when we were watching this show. Absolutely. Like, um, we had, I had some teachers and I don't know about the, you guys or where you guys went to school. I mean, you, 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 grew up in Windsor, Cody, right? Yeah. So, so, and Lyle, you grew up in Rodney. So yeah. the small town, uh, education, I grew up in suburbia, so, uh, I don't know what your teachers were like. I don't know.
0: Uh, All I know is that sometimes they just roll out the TV and we just watch Magic School Bus for half an ah, hour to fill up time. Very
2: nice. I had a, my grade three teacher, Miss Koolin. Oh, yeah? Which, by any chance, if you're listening to this, hi. I don't <laughs> know if you'll remember me. Yeah. Class of 2002. Uh, she reminded me so much of Miss Frizzle. She oh, was yeah. the only teacher that had like this sort of energy where... Yeah. It was, like, fun to go to school. She, like, taught you things in a positive way yeah. My, and, like, had this enthusiasm and just, like... She always was smiling. Yeah, yeah my, my grade three like, teacher was exactly
1: the same. Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about Ms. Frizzle is that, like, she can put the kids in life-threatening situations. Oh, uh, yeah. I am, yeah, not, this would, this I am would not, not fly. I am <laughs> not kidding around. Life-threatening situations where... where and then, like, the kids will be like fearing for panicking and we, the kids are watching the show are panicking too. But Miss Frizzle will just be cool, calm and collected. And then she'll just go, come on bus, do your stuff. And then the bus (laughs) would save them. And then everyone, but this was a, an educational while also being very entertaining Uh, because you got to learn all the shit in school that wasn't covered in school. Because I got heavily into the magic school bus when I was just in grade one. And it took until about 4th grade or 5th grade for them to actually start teaching what was being taught uh, on the Magic School Bus. Yeah. like They talk about like structure, structures, which I guess I learned in grade 2. Dinosaurs. Uh, that pissed me off. We never learned about dinosaurs when I was in elementary school. There was never a unit on dinosaurs because I would have gotten an A-plus in that. I had to learn <laughs> dinosaurs on my own time. So yeah.
2: um, There's two episodes of that show that I was just remembering now. I remember the yeah. one where... They, who was the kid with the the cap again? That's Ralphie. Ralphie. Ralphie, Ralphie was sick at home, and they all went
1: inside of him. They <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so wrong. Okay. Like, Do you know what the name I, of the, the the name of the episode is? Literally called "Inside Ralphie." Inside Ralphie. Oh god. Yeah. Oh. They shrunk down, and like I remember, they get went, your minds out of the gutter, audience. I, I have a they question. went inside of it. I think
2: they realized that they were inside of his nose, and they were all grossed out about that. Yeah. I remember that part. Um, yeah. and the second episode I remember is they uh there was something involving where they thought like the, somebody stole like the classroom's pickle
1: or something like that
3: it
2: was yes a, it was a cucumber it was the or... the
1: pickle episode yeah <laughs> uh it, it was the episode was called in a pickle i'm just gonna look this up now. yeah like it was an episode where like they shrunk
2: down and it blew my mind as a kid because i didn't even know that like a cucumber can change into a pickle yeah,
0: yeah. it was
2: pretty awesome that's what I mean but going back to
0: what you said about educational you just learn little things yeah I I have a question what's the question what what the hell do the parental slips for these field trips look like. Oh, God. We're going to shrink your kids down. They might get attacked by really <laughs> small insects. It's a magical,
3: it's a magical they'll show. They'll go
0: inside a, one of the students' Ms. bodies. this Frizzle has, like, the biggest insurance. They'll go to, fucking, yeah. they'll no, go fuck. to fucking outer space. Yeah, and they'll almost die. In, in
1: the pilot episode is the... Probably the show... The pilot is the show that is the first episode that you think of when you think of the Magic School Bus. It's the episode where they are going to go to on a casual field trip to the observatory the observatory is closed which you think they would have planned in advance for something like that so Miss Frizzle just says fuck it turns the bus into a space shuttle and they fly to the solar through our solar system and the and uh A reoccurring, occasional character on the show is Arnold's evil cousin Janet. Oh, Janet is (laughs) is the polar opposite of. uh, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And what's really unsettling is she looks almost. I. She looks like a twin more than a cousin. Yeah. It's really weird. So, um, but she looks like it's basically him. uh, Same hair, uh, but she just has glass. Same glasses, but she's a woman. Yeah. And basically, uh, the show they go into space and. Janet, in this particular episode, wants um, proof that she has been on every single planet in our solar system. And then it gets to a point where she's loading up, like, mineral samples and gas samples from every planet in our solar system. Mm. And when they get to Pluto, which, of course, they're going to say Pluto for last, and then later that that uh, something that kind of spoiled our childhoods was every group book we read about space said that pluto was the ninth planet pluto's
0: out. not a planet yeah what are you talking about it's the moon
1: yeah I don't know how that came. <laughs> to. Well, because apparently the, the Pluto, the body, the the terrestrial body, is actually smaller than Earth's moon. Well, so, is, is it a moon or is it a dwarf planet? Uh, I think that for a while, the at the astronomy community said it was a. I'm gonna have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure the, it's called a dwarf. Or yeah, it, they said it was a moon of like uh, Neptune, but then because it's way, it's too far outside of Neptune's it's orbit far out to of be there, classified but... as a moon, so they just called it a dwarf planet. It was they stopped calling it a planet at some point in the early 2000s. Then they called it a moon for a while, and now it's a dwarf planet. Okay. So that debate was kind of settled once uh, and for all. That planet has a real identity crisis. Going it really on there. does. What the fuck, Pluto? What the fuck, Pluto? So, anyways. Uh, Um, on Pluto I have have an episode on Pluto I'll let you wrap up yeah no on Pluto there is an uh, Arnold just gets because it gets to the point where Janet is collecting so many mineral samples from the planets where Arnold just says Janet if you want proof I'm gonna give you proof here's what's gonna fucking happen no swearing this is a G rated (laughs) show but so it's like South Park wouldn't take up that mantle until a few years later but anyways so Arnold's like I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen Janet if you just don't want to go home without your stuff. Arnold takes his space helmet off. His head turns to ice and you think he's fucking dead, but. Oh, I remember that image as <laughs> you said it. I just I... remember him turning to like crystallized ice. And I remember that. It's Holy horrifying. Shit. And he I doesn't completely... die. He could, he, they go back to earth like two seconds later and he just has a head cold. Okay. My cold. ass. A cold. <laughs> oh my God. You're taking your helmet off in space.
2: I remember, and you, yeah, he's still wearing his glasses, and it just turns into,
1: like, crystal It, it was eyes, horrifying. Like, like diamond-looking It gave ice. me nightmares. Yeah, I remember Yeah, that, that was pretty freaky. Holy and, shit. So that was, and Miss Frizzle, by the way, is cool throughout all of this. Like, almost to the point where it's disturbing. Yeah, she Ooh-hoo! always has, she always has that
0: smile on her face, yeah. like, uh, it's alright. <laughs> <And laughs> Who gets through this? L- there's,
1: the, probably the biggest scare is, there's an episode where they go into, they literally have to go inside a volcano to create a new island. And they have to put pressure on the rock layer so that it'll erupt. And then it literally gets to a point where Wanda's helmet is cracking and you can see it. And then you're like, she's going to die if nothing happens. Then Miss Frizzle just does her thing and then the day is saved. But I honestly, when I grew up, I thought... Why wasn't there a robot chicken episode dedicated to this show? Like, it could have been, G- it writes I think, itself. I
0: think there was.
1: Well, it could it could have easily been like these field trips never happen. Miss Frizzle is high on like 20 different kinds of drugs, and the, t- <laughs> the kids are all high with her. I saw there is one clip. And then she I goes to jail for uh, drug abuse and yeah.
0: corrupting small children. <laughs> Oh, there is a Magic School Bus thing. We're going to have to watch it There's like that a later. couple of them. Oh, wow. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. The Magic School Bus drives the Fortnite bus. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yes. Seatbelts, everyone. Please Wanda, let this be a normal field trip. Wanda, Please Wanda, let this think, be a normal Wanda round.
2: Thanks, Ma, Wanda thanks Miss Frizzle as they were Well,
1: wait, what was episode, episode
2: do you
0: remember? One, yeah, I was going to get into that. The, the, the biggest episode I remember, because I liked it a lot, was when they were in Wanda's house and uh for i think they accidentally got shrunk down yes and they're stuck inside of wanda's bathroom and they have to get out of the bathroom the only way out is the window but they have so many obstacles to like they have to go they have to climb onto the toilet they have to climb on they have to cross the sink and they're for for some reason wanda's mom is studying like alligators or crocodiles or something and they're living in her tub they're like baby crocodiles and There's they one have the cro- crocodile. Oh, only one! I thought yeah, there was like one. at least three, but I, I, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was a while ago. And it, they they build all these simple like mechanisms to help get them a, across obstacles. Like they take Q-tips and build a bridge out of it. They stack items, and yeah. they have to be careful with their resources because they only have so many of each yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and they have to make sure they're stable and safe to cross. Yeah. It was really cool because when I was younger, I really liked building bridges and things mm-hmm. like that, and understanding how all that worked.
1: Yeah, oh, that was that was a cool episode. Yeah, that was
0: de- that's probably my favorite episode of Magic School Bus for sure. Yeah, and now there's. I,
2: I just, because I just remembered something, we have to bring it up, but, uh, before we get into the questions about the show, mm-hmm. is, uh, every single episode ended with the producer yes! taking questions. I love that. Home yeah. calls.
1: Is this the Magic School Bus? Is this the Magic School Bus? Is like, this the Magic School Magic, Bus? Magic, and there was usually, like, uh, two, There's a man producer and a woman producer, depending on the episode, but it's like, Magic School Bus, the producer speaking, and then they would, the kids, they would get random calls, I guess they were kids, like, not kids on the show, but they actually, like, ask legitimate questions about the science. Because Just to clarify the episode. Yeah.
0: To, uh, yeah. I, I, see, I didn't know those were the producers. I thought those were the people who wrote the books. They were, were based, based
1: on books. They were based on books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I think... Uh, but, yeah, so they ask... And, by the way, the books would always... If the books ever bend science, uh, which happened all the time... I
0: mean, it's pretty fantastical.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, the, the book would clarify like why you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z, or why like, this would never happen. No. Um, I remember there's an episode where they talk about uh, stars, and they, so, they show one star that goes to supernova, and the producers calmed all of our fears because if our sun is a star, it can technically blow up or go supernova. There's two ways a star can die. A star either blo- expands to the point where it explodes, or it sh- cools and shrinks. And, uh, turns into a black hole. Yeah. So, our sun is apparently not going to explode, but it will, in a few billion years, run out of gas. But, apparently, it's not going to happen in our lifetime, but it will happen, so... Uh, Existential crisis averted. Uh, (laughs) We won't have to worry about our existence in this lightning. That's
0: where COVID nineteen comes in. (laughs) And like that would be the greatest excuse not to do your homework. What's
2: what's COVID nineteen? What is this? Whoa! Oh no! Ten uh, ten feet back. Uh, Two meters. Come
0: closer, my dear. Oh, Seven. that is Seven. the greatest that is the greatest existential reason not to do homework oh well the sun's gonna blow up eventually so nothing yeah. i do matters so I,
1: I, if Seven. i had if i had oh, to pick yeah. a before we get into the questions I, yeah. if I had to pick a favorite episode of this show um i would um, i would uh say wet all over that's the episode where the they get turned into water uh and they learn about the water cycle but they learn about evaporation uh cloud formation and rain that uh, to me was always, and they get to go like to different places uh, as water. I think that was my favorite. I don't know why. Um, another noteworthy episode, two more noteworthy episodes were when uh, they turn the bus turns into a dinosaur and they go back to sixty-five million years ago, where in the Cretaceous period. And Arnold grows into a job. They they if they blow up Arnold like. Honey, they I- blow up Arnold. No, they don't bl- it's like <laughs> that honey, is the show. It's, it's like, honey, I blew up the kid.
0: <laughs> I blew up Arnold. He was being annoying. Where they
1: they if they grow they grow him to be like ten feet tall, and he fights off a T Rex. It's actually really cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, oh my and God. one thing that I actually called bullshit on, uh, when I got older, but it turns out I did some research to prepare for this episode. Uh, there's an episode where Arnold turns orange from eating excess uh, carotene. and That can happen. It, no, it it literally can. And you wonder what uh, Donald Trump's diet is like yeah. when you look at him, you know? <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was a, another noteworthy episode. So, um, so is, the the show, the yeah, is the show still running? The show is not. Um, a, And by the time I actually was able to understand it and watch it, the show was actually long over because it debuted in 1994 and it ran for four seasons until 1997. Uh, it is not still running. But, uh, however, uh, one of your, what's the other question? Oh, uh, uh, was it adapted into a movie? No, they never got a movie. But
2: aren't they, aren't they reviving it and having uh,
1: what's her name? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon right here. No, Kate McKinnon is Miss Frizzle's sister in the rebooted show, The Magic School Bus Rides Again, which is not hand drawn animation. Flash animation controls. Oh, everything. it's live action. It's oh. no, it's, it's no, it's flash. It's flash animation. animation. Oh. but there have been rumors of a live action Magic School Bus uh, movie being in the works. I don't know anything about it. I don't. Hmm. Apparently, they want to explore like the the kids as high schoolers rather than as elementary school children, which I think would be kind of interesting. I don't know who would play Miss Frizzle. Uh, they probably get like a comedian. Like hopefully it's not, I love you, Melissa McCarthy, but I hope you don't play Miss Frizzle. Like, can you imagine
0: well, she doesn't look anything like Miss Frizzle. Yeah, no, but like I feel like they they they've cast like I think I think she wouldn't be terrible though. Like I could she would be going ter- like, oh, this bus,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, I've been driving for so long, my but, feet hurt. <laughs> but one of the but Miss Frizzle is not an angry character. Miss Frizzle is one of the most hap overly happy characters you'll ever see. Yeah,
0: I, can yeah. see I can see Miss, I McCarthy doing that. I guess I, I don't know. So...
1: They just um, shouldn't do it. But one of the things I actually forgot. Uh, so yeah. So keep going with the questions.
0: Well, I mean, you kind of answered the next one.
2: Like, should it be revived? I guess it already. It, has, it already has, has been revived. Because I agree. I think it should. I think you know, comparing that to just what we talked about with Rugrats, I think that Magic School Bus has a little bit more potential of getting revived because it has some educational education. Education is yeah. a thing that could always go. There. Like things change even as time goes by, and there's yeah. probably things that like kids are learning today that we weren't taught. That yeah. like they can bring that to life in a cartoon yeah film.
1: yeah like it it, it yeah. sounds a little it, bit more relevant if they can think. revive bill nye the science guy they can revive the magic school they that. gotta put that show on disney plus already bill nye the science guy put it on disney plus yeah. already i will binge that show in a day does disney own bill nye the science yeah it's yeah. a disney show oh jeez, wow yeah um and what was the last question
2: oh uh does it hold up absolutely absolutely. it does Uh, uh, because like
1: like i I love the (laughs) the experience the memories that come back when you just talk about the show and about the characters uh one of the things i actually didn't realize was how many guest stars like were in the show um because lily tomlin is obviously the voice of miss frizzle but um they actually got like uh, Dom DeLuise as the baker when they go to the bakery episode. <laughs> they got uh, oh my god Tony Randall, Tony Randall, Rita, More- Rita Moreno, Eartha Kitt. What in uh, the par- in the episode where the parents uh, come in and uh, well, it's an episode about bats. I don't really remember that episode, but Eartha Kitt guest starred in it and uh, Swoozy Kurtz. I'm not sure who that is, uh, but. The biggest Ed Asner was in the uh, Spider episode, and Alex Trebek was on the game show episode, obviously. And yeah, then we... there was the biggest name I think in this entire show was Malcolm McDowell, and he was in one of the last episodes. Wow! Wow!
0: Well, wow! Well well. <laughs> um, well, well, well. What is that? The actually? episode
1: was called "The Magic School Us Gets Programmed," and the plot of the episode is. Mr. Rule, the principal, gets a new computer, and Miss Frizzle's class has the job of opening the school as, and, and set up the computer. Carlos's brother, Mikey, uh, from Getting Energized, oh, that's another episode in the show, is a computer expert. After he sets the computer up to raise the, the flag, he makes coffee in the teacher's lounge and rings the bell. He goes his own, on his own trip to see the inner workings of the computer. Carlos records his voice with a handheld microphone. As usual, something goes wrong. As usual, <laughs> I'm suing this school. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Along with uh, the replay of the re- of his recorded voice, and Mikey has to set the computer to do the task every minute instead of every day. Can the class get to Mikey and have him fix the problem? Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I have. Who did Malcolm McDowell? I I don't remember I don't this know. episode. I, I don't remember. It was yeah. one of the last episodes of yeah. the show. And yes. one one more thing to point out before we move
2: on to uh, Lyle's first show is uh, let's just briefly talk about the awesome theme song that gets you pumped. Yes. Really yeah. Done by
0: Little Richard. Yeah. Oh like
2: my God. it. Honestly...
1: Get baked into a pie. I'm magic school bus. <laughs> Step inside this wilder ride.
3: Run on the magic school bus. Same hey. belt, everyone!
1: Hey. Please let this be a normal field trip! What, the Frizz? No way! way! <laughs> Cruising out down Main Street. actually <laughs> good. Uh
0: okay. That song got
1: turned into a really disturbing meme.
0: Oh, I saw one <laughs> video where it's like, Please let this be another field trip, and it does all that, and he's like, Oh! And then, like, there's a like, footage of a bus getting hit by a train. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Just yeah the, inter- the
1: internet has a sick sense of humor oh mm. uh, you it's don't great. Say. you don't okay sh- so tell me something i don't know <laughs> what's uh on your lineup lyle okay
0: yes. well um since we're kind of talking about shows aimed at younger kids i thought i'd start with this kind of a uh, kind of an underrated gem in canadian animated programming
1: oh wow we're, you're getting your fill with canadian content today ladies. yeah
0: yeah i think that have my uh three picks i think this one's the most canadian it's called uh does anyone remember sticking around yes yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god
3: real a- mature
0: bradley
2: stick it. wait how does it go stick, stick
0: around,
2: around. <laughs> oh set up okay you gotta just set okay. up this show
0: okay oh, so sticking around is basically uh it's a show I would say is best described as a kids show that looks like it was made by kids. Everything's drawn very crudely, like everyone's a stick figure. Borderline LSD.
2: <laughs> I would love
0: to watch this show high or on LSD. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 so fun to watch. Like it's like it kind of reminds me of like Newgrounds animation with all like the oh yeah the boiling art animation. Like the the figures are always moving and if they're standing still and i i always like this show because it's like these two kids these two best friends uh stacy and bradley and like i don't know like stacy's the bossy one bradley's the the kind of like what, what's the best way he's just the jokester yeah. and like the show kind of like rugrats is pretty like crude at times like it has a lot of potty humor and, uh, the one thing I always loved about the show was just, like, all the wacky shenanigans they had inside their own heads. That's all I remember. Like, I don't remember specific episodes. I just remember, like,
2: who each and every character was and the stuff that they were doing every episode. Yeah. Because there was a bit of a, there was a bit of, like, a, a formula to the show. Like, you'd introduce one character and then, like, the second they start to smell something, like, oh, man, what's that funky smell? And then Dill would show up
0: hi you guys holy mackerel
2: holy mackerel (laughs) always yelling is one giant eye and one little eye eye. like one dot i would say is an eye and one is like a huge egg looking of an eye yeah but i don't know i think i think we talked about it recently yeah there's something kind of like i don't know if it like holds up entirely but there's something kind of like i don't know if it's like making fun of like kids with, like, kind of mental
0: disabilities with I See, I never I thought that, vibe, that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's making fun of that at the time when we didn't even know that, but... Yeah, I guess because, like, some people on the spectrum aren't aware of how loud they speak. I guess. Yeah, and I they know. don't have the social cue to, like, know better to, like, dial it back a bit. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I never thought Dill had, like, was on that kind of thing. I just thought he was, like, an obnoxious person. I do remember something that happened in one episode where they were
2: trying to get him in the library and they were just... He was just trying so hard not to talk because, like, he's <laughs> supposed to be quiet. He's, he's supposed to be quiet in the library and the second he'll open his mouth and he's, like, dying to, like, open up and then when it finally opens up, it's, like, this huge... Holy
3: mackerel! And, like, it, it just, like,
2: echoes and, like, sound waves, goes across the universe. It just, it's oh. so loud. I remember that. That's probably the only moment or premise or show, like, episode I remember, but, um, I remember, but the bullies, but the bullies, oh yeah, the bullies, um... when they smell something weird, it's because of the, the shorter guy, that always, like, like the, what were their name? Lance and Russell. Lance and Russell. Yeah, Lance would be like, "It's time to, for a wedgie, Scradley," and then oh, Russell would I, just I go, "Yeah, wedgie." Like he would always, he would always say, "Yeah," and then repeat the noun that Lance would say. Yeah, yeah,
0: Scradley. Yeah. What? <laughs> I I
1: I'm being kind of quiet because I only watched like. Uh, I mean, I a, a several this show once in an after school program, and I thought it was the trippiest thing ever. And I but re- I remember that. That's <laughs> well, yeah, one I, I, remember. I
0: feel like not a lot of people talk about this show. Unfortunately, yeah.
2: Is, isn't there a little girl that has?
0: A, oh yeah, Polly. She has a dead dog that she carries around. <laughs> you
2: can you can see the tire marks in the dog. Like Losing, it's what? clearly roadkill that she's carrying around. Come and
3: on, has... pepperoni. Pepperoni. Let to go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is, like, I used to watch it so much because it, it's just, it's so off-the-wall bizarre that it's, it's so It's a amusing. fun show. Like, it's I so had, amusing I had so watch.
0: much fun watching it when I was a kid. I was always happy when it was on. Yeah. I also remember one episode, there's a couple episodes I remember because I had a, v- a VHS copy. There's one where there's, like, the Thanksgiving episode, and, like, Polly's talking to the old man. I was like, would you please pass the peas, Mr., uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Doddler. He's like, Well, it beats passing a kidney stone Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And um Uh what was my favorite episode? I don't so that, i I think one thing I noticed in this discussion is we don't really remember the overall plot, we just remember the experience and in, in in its essence. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I do like the recycling episode where um they had to they had to do a class project where it's like, guys, if we don't recycle, they're all, the Earth's going to burn up. And Dill's like, the Earth's going to be toast, you guys! Oh, uh, How have to... relevant
1: would that be today?
0: And so, like, uh, and then Stacy and Bradley fly off to a planet, and they just create their own planet. it's like, alright, well, I mean, we can be simple about this. How can we make the planet safe? It's like, I don't know. Let's order a pizza. Bradley! And <laughs> all this, like... All this development occurs in a split second where, like, the pizza place has to be built, the food has to be farmed, and, like, all these highways have to be developed to deliver the pizzas. It's like, well, we ruined the planet. Way to go, Bradley. And then you always say in every episode that Running Joker,
2: it's like, we're going to a planet called... Uranus! Uh, oh yeah, he was that... <laughs> every episode.
1: F- he's that
0: fucking guy who always thinks Uranus is the funniest thing oh. to say.
1: Well, it's like that kid from E.T., you remember? Hey, Elliot, where'd that creature come from? Uranus, get it? You're anus? He doesn't get it. You're anus!
2: <laughs> and he wouldn't fucking and, shut up And Stacy's,
0: like, catchphrases were like, For your big fan information. That was in the theme song. Yeah. And For your big rip- fan information. This is our imagination. <laughs> Yeah, and then she'd always say, real mature Bradley, anytime Bradley was being annoying. Bradley I was, like, always transforming into some guy, and he'd always be, like, he'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he'd be like, Osta La Pizza,
3: baby! Uh.
0: (laughs) I liked Bradley, he was a fun character to bounce off Stacey. The music was always funny, too. Oh, yeah, it was always, like, weird organ music. Yeah. And that, that's a way more
2: colorful and wacky show than than rugrats oh well, rugrats
0: is grounded this is like off the wall like almost yeah. like uh, stream, it's almost a stream of consciousness the way it was concepted yeah and yeah no i like i like sticking around but like does is it still around <laughs> is it still running <laughs> did, it, <laughs> did it stick, stick, around? <laughs> no, did stick it, around did it stick around it actually had a very short like life it only had like 39 episodes it lasted from 1996 to 98 so wow that's short it didn't last that wow. long unfortunately yeah. but you know I still remember it fondly so that's all it that was it so popular that it's Man, a movie no they <laughs> didn't make a sticking and rambo i mean it was released on cassette but that's not a movie <laughs> should it be revived <laughs> should it should well these should are like be...
2: the quickest
0: answers ever for the well, show yeah, because it's it, so like it, it didn't have like the biggest run and it didn't have the biggest following and it was made on like nelvana and it was released on ytv um should it be revived um <laughs> wait would kids get it today i don't think so <laughs> no but I mean, does it hold up you know, I, like, I like it. I, I have fond memories of watching it. Um, it is a little bit uh, loose in terms of plot and characterization. It's not the deepest show in the world, but, like, I, I'd happily revisit it. Like, it holds up for adults if you like weird, like I, myself. I, I do like weird, yeah. Weird,
2: for lack of a better term, is good. <laughs> I, I really get a very big kick out of weirdness. Weirdness yeah. done right needs to be, like... Like, it's a, it is, like, a separation from reality and, like, unexpected humor and just things that, like, very specific things that make you laugh that, like, no one else would probably get a kick out of it, but it just tickles you in a certain way because mm-hmm. of how off the wall it is. Yes,
0: yes. Um... So I'd
2: say I'd recommend it to people, like, adults that like weird, but yeah. for kids, you're going to be just as warped as we are today if you watch <laughs> A Set of Young Age because I blame this show for why I have a really twisted like i look at things so funny
0: like yeah um. yeah that's like a ren stimpy quote right there you idiot don't you know cartoons (laughs) will ruin your brain (laughs) but rot your brain i'm sorry Uh, ren stimpy was before my time yeah yeah that's all that's all i have to say about sticking around really check it out if you like it's on youtube yeah all right cody you're next what's your
2: next show my next show uh keeping the theme with nickelodeon going back to that uh this is a show that um i i mean i I, it's kind of going into some of these questions that later on we'll get into but like it's a show that i believe holds up entirely to this day and it's hey arnold Uh, oh
0: That's a great show. This
2: is a very mature show, looking back on it. It's a show that I've appreciated way more as time has gotten by. But looking back, I always remembered, like, I mean, as kids, like, you watch these shows and, like, you you always just remember getting kind of hyper and excited. And there was something so, like, patient and nice about Hey Arnold, even though that there was some, like, wackiness that happened in it. There's, like, this very mature and very grounded and very, like, reserved kind of tone about it basically the show is about a kid named Arnold who has a football-shaped Stewie-looking head. Yeah, uh, Stewie Griffin's uh, yeah. paintings. Uh, and it's about... He's a he's a he's he's an only... Well, he's not really... A, he's an only child. He doesn't really know who... He never met his parents. Or he actually, did. no, he met his parents, but his parents left him at a young age. Yeah. And he left him with his grandfather at this boarding house. And uh, it's basically just a slice-of-life show about him and his friends getting into certain situations and he's sort of like the catalyst to like help out people get like kids get through tough situations and you'll get like a life lesson out of it. And like, yeah. there was something that I always like remembered, like, I don't know if you guys relate to this, but like I can remember a few times in my life where like I used a lesson from Hey Arnold to kind of oh, apply yeah. to like my life or to like pass that message on to somebody else kind of oh, thing. That's nice. Oh, that's great. There's something, uh, there's something so wonderful about that show. And, even just the the neighborhood itself mm-hmm. has like a character in itself. Like it's a bit run down. I wouldn't say it's like ghetto looking, but it's like no. there's there's a bit of a character to it. It's run down. Uh, the more you watch it, you start to go, okay. The boarding house is there. Next door is the flower shop. Next door to that is the meat shop. Like you actually start to learn like the geography. Yeah, it feels of very, the neighborhood it feels very lived in. Yeah, very. very lived in. And every character, what I realized that because my friend got this the whole show for me the dvd box set for me a few years ago and that's oh, when wow. I, that's when i rewatched the whole show in its entirety so it's, it's pretty relevant in my mind right now and it was it amazed me that like every single character even the minor characters eventually got an episode or a time to shine wow oh, yeah. which was so wonderful too like they treated everyone like a person in the show
3: yeah. Even though again, ha-
1: that's a common theme of like a lot of the uh, episodes, a lot of the shows we talk about. Like, yeah. Every character is like really well rounded and expanded upon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a slice of life show. Like one episode that I'll always remember. It's a classic episode for people that watch the show. But like the time where. Uh, Uh, Arnold and his best friend, Gerald, who has like Marge Simpson high looking hair, uh, they dress up as, uh, fruit. Oh yeah. Was that that the pilot? I think it was the pilot. It was Uh, season one. Yeah. 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 And they get lost around in the, in the city and it it was just this horrible, like just they're trying to get from a to point Z kind of thing, but one thing gets wrong. One thing goes wrong after the other, like um
0: yeah and the reason why they're dressed as fruits is because they have to be in like helga's freaking like play helga's, oh, the gr- well, helga's here we go yeah. oh we haven't mentioned I, helga. I won't go
2: into every character because again it's it's a community it's kind of like it's a Simpsons. Pretty big cast yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot but one character we can't leave out is helga G pataki who that's I her I always last name. <laughs> yeah, that's her full name. Who I always thought like if Angelica got a little bit older, she, she does grew remind up, me of Angelica. She yeah. she would grow. Angelica from Rugrats would grow up to be Angelica from Hey Arnold.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I always thought like that was a little bit of a coincidence. Like yeah, but uh, she is sort of like again like Angelica, an antagonist, sort of like that one that's always so rude to Arnold, but she secretly has like a an immense Crush, yes. love that I remember from the show. Like it, it's like Gollum sometimes, how back and forth she is. Like really? I hate him and I love him.
3: Oh I hate God, him I and so yet God, I love him. Strange.
2: Yeah, it's very back <laughs> and forth. And there's always this running gag of that one kid that just sitting there like, <sighs> like he's just oh, yeah, mouth breathing, easy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that wheezy like mouth breathing guy that's always just standing there listening to her, her oh. and then he, he she just punches him in the face. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, there's so many episodes I can get into, but like, there's episodes where, like, either it makes me laugh so much or it actually tugs at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to categorize them both. There's so a good balance. There's a very too. good balance. Yeah, like the the one episode that I always loved was uh, when uh, they make Helga disappear uh, at this at uh, this magic show. Arnold is like a magician at this talent at this talent show and is like failing horribly and then he puts helga inside the box and then helga actually like like leaves and they and like she leaves inside of the box that she was in and she gets knocked out but she wakes up and i mean the whole thing is a dream obviously but she lives it she her dream is that if like she didn't exist or if no one knows who she is and it suddenly gets like so dark and surreal the more you go into it Mm -hmm. but then she gets out of it going like oh i'm gonna be wonderful to everybody like it's Oh, it's one of those where the awful person, like, tries their best to be good. Another one, I always fucking love this episode because it's so so wonderfully exaggerated. (laughs) And that's kind of the stuff I like in cartoons when, like, they play it so straight, but then it's so exaggerated to us as adults or viewers, is is the the Trash Can Day episode. Where there's there's initiation, because Arnold and his friends are in grade four, and there's an initiation every year where the fifth graders it's the first Monday of June of every year where the fifth graders just take the fourth graders and stuff them inside of stinky garbage cans. Oh, God. So, like, is it, like, like initiation? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, the second the bell rings at the end of the day, it's, like, you have to, like, go home and stay there because... Fifth graders will just hunt you down with garbage c- pails and just it's, stuff you in there. Yeah, it's
0: like the beginning of Days <laughs> of Confused.
2: Yeah, it, it, and it is like such a funny survival of the fittest episode of everyone just like a few characters getting picked off one by one until there's only Arnold and Gerald left over. <laughs> but it, that's like that's a funny categorized episode. But then the heartfelt episodes are like my god, like the the Christmas episodes or like the turtle episode. Oh my god! Well, actually wait no sorry i was thinking of another one but the, the christmas episode with uh uh oh my god what's his name the one that lived i'm forgetting his name i'm blanking on his name who lives in the boarding house the the asian guy oh i, I don't know him you know who i'm talking about right he's a single one He he was trying to find his daughter
0: he got reunited with his daughter i i remember the european guy Oh, Oscar! Yeah, the guy who couldn't read. Oh my God! Yeah, Oscar. Oh, I want to pet the
2: pretty kitty. Susie, TV. make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, Oscar was hilarious, but Mister, uh, it's Mister Something. I don't recall.
0: For there was for some th- reason. There was
2: like a couple, which was Oscar and Susie. There was that Asian guy that was by himself, and then there was that small-looking Danny DeVito-looking guy who worked in construction. Oh yeah. I don't know why I'm forgetting their names, but anyways, yeah, it's been a little while. But. No. The whole heart of the of the whole show actually is about Arnold slowly trying to figure out what happened to his parents because his parents were like these like, you know, travelers around the world, excavators, like just trying to find like treasures and all that. But then they one day they, they, uh, they went off on a mission and they never came back. Right. Yes. And uh, Arnold, near the end of the show, found this journal that like, kind of like, describes where they were going to be at and i remember being in my nana's room watching that final episode-ish of, of hey arnold or just in terms of the story because i knew it kind of spanned a little bit uh, after that but like in terms of the story it was left off on a cliffhanger like arnold knew finally where his parents were going to be right oh yeah so now this kind of ties into just a few questions you'll later on you'll later on ask but like it only spanned about like five seasons or something like that Hmm. And the creator of the show, Greg uh, Bartlett, was supposed to make that into a movie, the continuation of that storyline of Arnold trying to find his parents. It was supposed to be called uh, "Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie" or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. But then Nickelodeon made a terrible, terrible mistake at the time in 2002, because the Rugrats movies were so such box office successes that, that Nickelodeon was like, "We got to crank out." A quick thing as much as po- as quickly oh, as possible yeah, oh, yeah. so hey arnold movie so what happened was is that the harold movie that we got in 2002 was supposed to be an episode just a a direct-to-video uh movie called uh arnold saves the neighborhood that was mm. supposed to be just like on nickelodeon whatever just a tv movie kind of special thing okay and it the length is only like 70 minutes it's barely a uh a feature length right mm-hmm. so instead of doing the jungle movie which they should have done they did this thing and then it kind of lost the momentum and i remember watching that as a kid like okay not only is this not like a continuation of the story but this is also a retelling of an episode of hey arnold that premise of like you know someone wants to come in and tear down something that we hold value wow. wasn't
0: it the theater yeah, I remember
2: an episode. It was
0: an episode where
2: like they made a treehouse in that vacant lot that they had, oh, and okay. Big Bob, the El- Angelica's er, Angelica, sorry Helga's dad, who's like this beeper comp- uh, beeper salesman, <laughs> wanted to tear that whole lot down and build like his beeper place. I'm like, it's the same premise as that. The movie just kind of took that and made it like. Uh, very half-assed kind of version of that and it had nothing to do with that yeah i never saw the hey arnold movie i didn't either you don't even need to if you want to watch the show just watch that and then it's funny because it grew such a popularity and a cult following the show afterwards that like the creator in 2005 was like hey everyone we're coming out with that movie that you've always wanted the the jungle movie and i was hyped i was like finally some closure right did
1: it have a theatrical release
2: it didn't, it only, it, oh, pre- it, it premiered on uh, Nickelodeon, like, the network. Oh, wow. I actually have it on DVD. You can buy it on oh, Amazon wow. for, like, ten bucks.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, and it was such a wonderful little movie. Like, it actually made me cry at the end. I don't want to yeah, get into spoilers, but it had the perfect closure and ending to That storyline of Arnold and his parents I just like, th-
0: Something I was waiting for for years To see and it hit me it was like so good It I paid know. off so wonderfully I think it's hilarious so the thing that should have been a movie Was a TV movie And the thing that yeah. probably could have
1: just been a TV
0: movie Was a full like theatrical wow. release yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, can I, have, I have a question, um, yeah. I only watched a couple episodes, uh, of Hey Arnold, because it, the channel it was on, I, because I grew up with basic cable, uh, I didn't have the channel that Hey Arnold was on, because it was never on YTV that I remember. Really? No, it was, it was on YTV. Oh, then. that's how I was, that's how I, oh. the zone, it was part yeah, of the zone. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I just, I guess, watched it a couple times. Um, but uh, his catchphrase, Arnold's catchphrase was, I'm jinxed. And when I heard that, that was actually my introduction to the word jinx. Actually, I think
2: you're thinking of a character named Eugene on the oh. show who's a jinx. Yeah, Eugene, because everything,
0: everything shitty always happens to poor Eugene. Every Eugene. time he
2: wipes out, you just hear, I'm okay. And they were always afraid of him being like a jinx, like they didn't want him around. Mm. Yeah.
1: What did the word jinx mean? Because I was introduced to it through Hey Arnold. It it just means bad luck surrounds you. Yeah. Or you pass it on to somebody. You're accident prone, and it's contagious. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like it's like a a kid thing. Like they think it's contagious. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's so like there's the pigeon man episode. There like classic episodes. There's the stoop Stoop kid. Kid, Stoop kid. There's uh... The one where, uh, I keep wanting to say Angelica, sorry, Helga, Helga, <laughs> Helga Angelica, Helga loses her, uh, her, uh, locket, it. locket, it. oh, that's my favorite yeah. episode, oh, and yeah. it gets
0: wickedly dark by the end, yeah, of <laughs> course, like seeing... she keeps breaking into Arnold's house to get the fucking <laughs> yeah. thing, it's so funny, the only reason I really remember that episode is because Oni NG, who is a YouTuber I watched, did a dub with his friends, It's called, like, Gay Arnold or something. Oh, (laughs) gosh. It's like those things where you're, like, in high school and you think swearing's funny and you just, like, take an old show and you just, like, dub and swear over it. I remember, um,
1: we actually had the author of the Elliot Moose books, uh, come into our school to talk about them. And after, uh, Elliot Moose was, like, the shit for a couple of weeks after that. (laughs) And we were watching the show crazy, reading the books, and then, uh, one kid came in and said, uh... Hey, wouldn't it be funny if it was called Idiot Moose? <laughs> so, yeah. And back when we thought idiot was a swear word. <laughs> oh, they're
0: yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shall we get through? I guess you kind of answered all the questions already. Like, the show's not running. Like, it ju- it just had that one episode. Yeah. W- yeah. yeah. The, 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 they had a movie, but then, like, the real
2: movie came out years later. Mm-hmm. That kind of from that cult following that came from the
0: show and we talked about yeah there were some movie adaptions yeah um, and um, okay well should hey RL be revived I don't think it should
2: it's it's kind of like a thing where it uh it is of its time and it was just nice to see the jungle movie later on just as like a, oh, okay a nice little late closure to the the sto- overall story and uh, it kind of provided some nostalgia for people that probably grew up with it but like uh, I don't think it should be revived. I think that, like, again, I think this is kind of going back to what we were talking about about Magic School Bus, if they would... Or, no, sorry, with Rugrats, is yeah. that if they would ever revive any of these shows, try to capture the same tone and just do your own thing. Even Not, not even call it Hey Arnold or the Rugrats. You know, kind of just... Capture that same essence and feeling of those shows, but just do a completely different, like... I agree. Just, just make a new show. Make, take take well, note, yeah, Hollywood.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that applies for movies, too. Take note, Hollywood. Stop uh, rebooting everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll just call it a ripoff. <laughs> but
2: absolutely does it hold up. Absolutely. It does hold up. It's, it, it gets heavy in certain places... The comedy is not so over the top. It's not as wacky. It's, a, again, very restrained, very reserved, and patient, and mature show. Yeah. And it's and here's another thing I'll no, point out about all the shows that we watch lately is that
1: all these shows were always so nicely diverse. Yes, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. And yeah. the, a show, the shows were. Lyle and I are going to talk about it, and I guess you. Uh, the shows we're going to continue to talk about have that diversity. Like, there's characters from different uh, ethnicities, different racial backgrounds. Magic School Bus, like all the kids are from diverse. I think yeah. like only two of the kids are white. And you learn too, like especially no, through Arnold. through Hey kids Arnold. Kids white. Sorry. For, through hey
2: Arnold. Yeah, Hey Arnold. You learn th- like through that show just about different cul- like different cultures and yeah. the way like they like they practice and all that. So you got ca- it's kind of also like educational in that respect too. Yeah, you know, like it's and. Also, just to end it off, like, it has a very, very bizarre opening intro, if you really think about it for a second. Like, do you, I don't know, uh, you might remember I, it a little bit more. Yeah, I, I
0: always got, like, a West Side Story vibe from the opening.
2: West Side Story, yeah. Yeah, but there's also, like, the, if you really point it out, it's just, like, the boys would hang out, Angelica's trying, or, I keep saying Helga! Angelica! Helga! How the fucker, I'm Helga. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Helga's trying to get his attention by saying, hey Arnold! Arnold, 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 just and then
3: My all he does football is head all he does
2: is just let her pass at the end. It is just kind of like oh, we led to that. Yeah, but <laughs> I know, it introduces all the the gang. Yeah, yeah. But there's can, so there's so many characters I can't even get into it. So,
0: but I can tell that it holds up because you talk about it, Cody with such reverence and yeah. high, high esteem. I want to watch it's it in, now. Like, I, wasn't I, I, into, I have the first season. So. It's, oh, cool. Honestly,
2: like it, it's I don't know because it, it's. I just grown so much more of an appreciation with it as you grow up you get different perspectives you start to look back like yeah not not with just the nostalgia goggles more of just like ah the show is really trying to tell us something and there's like I'm not annoyed while watching it no and not that I say I'll be annoyed if I watch like Rugrats or something like that but I'll go this is clearly for kids mm-hmm. but there's some stuff for adults that just happen to be in Hey Arnold as well so yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my show.
0: So. Okay. That's my show and I'm sticking to
2: it. <laughs> cool. Oh, and let's end it off with like a little uh, thumb thing, the thing that Arnold and Gerald. Well, do, I don't like, know if I should wow, touch wow, your hands. Wow, <laughs> but okay. Whoa whoa. Wow. They're not <laughs> yeah, <their laughs> hands just them Their handshake was like a almost a hat like a weird thumb war looking thing, but there there was always the
0: sound effect of like a
3: whoa <laughs> whoa.
2: I don't remember that. That's
0: so <laughs> that's weird. That's adorable. That happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Thumb wrestling, okay. the thing that
1: is outlawed in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Well, right. take, take note, kids, when you go back to school uh, in, a, in, a, in a week or so, for, depending on where you are geographically. So, the next show I'm going to talk about uh, is a show that I don't think you guys know was solely Canadian. Uh, it was a collaboration, it was a co-production between France and Canada. And we we've ca- we've talked about some shows that were original ideas and some shows are based off books. This show was based off of a video game. Now, in the late 80s and early 90s, it occurred to show uh movie makers and showrunners that video games mainly Nintendo games and Sega games were reviving the gaming industry and uh, several giant Nintendo titles in the late 80s got turned into shows. They weren't great shows, but they were shows, nonetheless. There was the Super Mario Bros. Super Show and oh the God. and the god-awful Legend of Zelda show, which Excuse I don't want... Excuse me, princess.
3: God. <laughs> I wanted to Fuck. punch That's that, thing that That's mean. the only thing I know is that. That's the only thing I know. Well, that
1: got turned into... And then, of course, there were the Philips CDI games where they oh, had Jesus similar animation. Fucking Christ. It is written that only Link can... Certain, you killed me. You good. must. You must die. And if we're going off topic. I hope so to lots of so then there was there was there was <laughs> Mario, Zelda, Sonic the Hedgehog, and then in well, 19- Sonic the
0: Hedgehog, Hedgehogs had some pretty good shows. Yeah,
1: no, Sonic the Hedgehog had like three TV shows over the years, and um, and but well, the show I want to talk about today is a show that I like. Again, like I said, I don't even think you guys will remember that this was a Canadian production, but it was. It was CGI and. Just a normal mention before I get into it. Uh, Reboot was a show... It was in, about a video game. Yeah, but it wasn't based off a video game. Reboot was the first CGI animated TV show. And it was Canadian by a Vancouver animation studio. And yeah, it Rainmaker, deb- yeah. And it debuted a year before Toy Story. So
3: hmm.
1: Pixar... The Americans with Pixar got the first ever CGI animated film... But Canada got the first animated CGI ever TV show, and that was reboot. The similar style animation was used to bring to us Donkey Kong Country. Now, Donkey Kong Country, how do you make a show off of a video game? And Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo was one of the most popular titles uh, known to us gamers back then, because the Super Nintendo was our child, and the N64 was our childhood back then. Um, more so the N sixty four for me. Uh, I was more of a PS two kind of guy. Okay, so. so then you weren't a Nintendo kid, but uh, Cody, really.
2: I was more of an. Uh, no, well, I was kind of a mix of a lot of things. Like yeah. I had the Super Nintendo just as a gift. Yeah, and then I my uncle had both the sega dreamcast and the playstation One. Oh wow but then my sisters and i we, our first like real console for the house actually was it uh, wasn't until later on actually it was oh, yeah. playstation 2 so i was m- mainly a playstation person and oh, still okay. even to this day i have a three and yeah okay. so on so mm-hmm.
1: then i was the nintendo kid i was raised on nes uh i had to go to a friend's house to play super nintendo but I did play Donkey Kong Country, and even to this day, I cannot get past the fucking minecart level. Holy yeah, shit! That
0: level can fuck off and die. <laughs> you said that there's like a cheat code. There to is beat. a cheat. I just haven't used it yet. Oh, Game Genie, grant me three wishes, please. It's not, no, it's just like a little exploit you can do in the game. Oh, okay. So, I'm like, what is Donkey
1: Kong Country? Donkey Kong about? Country is yeah, because I have no idea. I've never the show watched is. Okay, So, <laughs> I've watched reboot, but I haven't watched this. Donkey Kong Country was a. Sh- the plot of the show was, it takes place on Congo Bongo Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <the laughs> you have <laughs> my interest. Okay. <laughs> so, on Congo Bongo Island, it's inhabited by the Kongs, uh, specifically Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Candy Kong funky kong occasionally dixie kong and cranky kong now they are in possession of a magical gem called the crystal coconut the crystal coconut has all kinds of powers it can heal you inexplicably it can uh uh cause you to turn invisible it can turn cranky kong into a ghost like a force ghost uh that you see in something like star wars um and the plot is King K rule, or the show really botched at the pronunciation. In the show, they called him King K rule. I have no clue why, but um, in the show, King K- King K rule and his minions General Clump and Crusher are who are all characters from the games are trying to steal the crystal coconut. And while they're trying to steal the crystal coconut, a pirate character that was created exclusively for the show named Captain Scurvy and his crew. Uh, Cutlass and Mr. Green Croc, uh, are, they are trying to steal the crystal coconut as well. So it is a triangle of possession for the, uh, over the crystal coconut between Donkey Kong and his friends, um, uh, King K. Rule and Captain Scurvy and his pirate crew. So essentially that, w- I watched this show religiously on Saturday mornings. I didn't watch it on TV, um, Back in the day, there was a video rental store across the street from my dad's house. And whenever I was on weekends, when I was with my dad, uh, he would rent this VHS tape called Donkey Kong country, the legend of the crystal coconut. Now my brother and I were huge fans of Donkey Kong 64 at the time Mm -hmm. when my dad brought this home and we learned that there was a Donkey Kong TV show. We were ecstatic. Like, and we started watching the show and it's pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. We, uh... Donkey Kong's character is a little different from what I expected. Because in the game, he's an ape. Like, he's kind of like... I expected him to be kind of this deep, growly voice. Like Patrick uh, Star from SpongeBob <coughs> or something. Mm-hmm. But not the... Inte- but Donkey also isn't the sharpest tack in the box, uh, either. That's... Uh, DK, uh, in the show and in the games, he's kind of like this half-witted character. Who just is all muscle and little brains. But in the show... They go a different direction with him, but it works in a different sort of way. He's a super. He's a, sorry, I can't talk either, Cody. Um, he's because you said you couldn't talk either. I can't talk either, <laughs> and we are on a podcast. Yeah, we can't talk, so <laughs> we're in he, the. Uh, what are
0: we doing with our
1: fucking lives? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Donkey Kong in the show Donkey Kong Country is he's got the personality of a surfer dude, and I guess that's what they were going for because I guess the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really made that a trend, like, they made surfer dudes and skateboarder dudes cool, so, Donkey Kong is a little off-character from how he is in the games, but it still works, because he's still, like, you know, not very smart, he still makes a lot of mistakes, but the show does have lessons, they're not, like, deep lessons, but... Um, they take the source material, uh, from the game and actually turn it into something that's actually kind of passable. You have characters that have something that the bad guys want, the bad guys try to get it, Mm. and the good guys have to fight them off. That's basically how a video game is. Now, and that's how the show was. Now, the show had, like, really hard laughs, and I the VHS tape that I watched had only four episodes, but I watched, um, another episode, the, the holiday special, uh, after and the holiday special is a very is actually very heartfelt. The holiday episode is basically where all the characters go home for the holidays and uh except General Clump, because King K. Rule goes home for the holidays and uh so General Clump is all lonely because he doesn't ha- he doesn't know who his family is. It's actually quite sad. Um, he decides to steal the Crystal Coconut over the holidays while King K Rule is away so that when he comes back from the holidays he'll General Clump will be able to impress his master and that's another thing general clump is constant is like the kiss ass to king k rule he's always trying to suck up to him he always wants to be like in king k rule's good books because every time like the evil plan goes wrong general clump gets blamed for it and Krusha is like really stupid uh, like he is in the games uh and um yeah so basic. so and they also have like a, a the claptrap make an appearance every once in a while um I honestly only, like I said, I only saw five episodes, but um, my favorite one, I feel, was the one that actually played out the last season because this show was only two seasons long. It was called The Legend of the Crystal Coconut, and the plot of this episode is, by the way, there's a. I'm kind of jumping all over the place with this, but. Just like Donkey Kong. Yeah, no kidding, literally. <laughs> so. Um, in the episode, there is a spiritual entity on Congo Bongo called Inka Dinka Doo. <laughs> it's just as bonkers in a way. I'm sure you just like
2: like the way you're describing it. Is that like what the pitch meeting was like to make this oh show? God. <laughs> well, describe everything. Uh, pretty much. Well, it's like
1: how do you take a game and turn it into a show? Well, I was gonna
2: it, ask you that. Like when you were just describing all this, it kind of sounded like all these premises all these premises can work as a level in a video game. That's
1: exactly what it was. You know, like,
2: so it's almost like, does it, it's kind of ties into the question. Does yeah, it, but, does it hold up? But well, does, uh, does it, it, does it aspects of it hold up to where it's worthy enough I'll tell to you, be a game? I'll
1: tell you this after uh, I finished talking about my favorite. What,
0: what, what came first
1: before we uh, go on? Uh, did this come before Donkey Kong 64? yes it did donkey kong 64 came before 19 came in 1999 at christmas 1999 so this was
0: predominantly based on like the donkey kong trilogy yeah the nes the, uh, super, the, super, donkey Inter- kong the super country
1: games that makes sense so
0: yeah your favorite episode
1: yeah my favorite episode is where uh the donkey kong goes to the spiritual like artifact of the island he's basically a tiki like native head they it's like a combination between native americans and the polynesians and he's called inka dinka do he apparently prophesized that donkey kong would be the future ruler of congo bongo island once uh he comes of age or whatever that's kind of a a plot in the show that never really amounts to anything donkey kong is slated to be like the 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 king of this island and he's a complete king kong Uh, yeah yeah, with... and Cranky Kong is the is the grouchy mentor. He's probably my best character. Like, you guys were talking about um, Grandpa Pickles in the show. Yeah. Um, Cranky Kong is exactly how he is in the games. When are you two knuckleheads going to get out of here and let me get
3: some sleep? What um, is
0: it with older characters just being the funniest things in the world? Oh, uh,
3: it, it
1: it's the okay boomer like uh, phenomenon, and the whole the okay boomer concept. They're past their time, and they're just there to mentor the younger generation. And <laughs> Cranky is the best. Even in the games, like they write Cranky to be this really funny character. So, he, the 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 Inca Dinka Do tells Donkey Kong in the Legend of the Crystal Coconut episode to know everything about the Crystal Coconut, you must give up everything. And guess how Donkey. Kong or DK interprets this he interprets to know everything you have to give up everything as I have to give the crystal coconut away so he gives the crystal coconut to King K. Rule and his minions and then as soon as King K. Rule is contemplating how he's going to destroy the world with it um Crusher says but general Donkey Kong just gave us the coconut and then King K. Rool thinks They just gave it to us? Uh, This isn't a victory. This is a a scam. I want you to return the crystal coconut right away. So, uh, and then Captain Scurvy comes into the episode and he says, um, I am here to claim me birthright, the crystal coconut, in the name of me great, great grandpappy. And the whole episode, he has a toothache where he says, I've come to claim me birthright, the crystal coconut. And I pity thy landlubber shark mate that tries to stop me. And then he he also swears an oath because he has a toothache where um, he's... He Go says, figure, a guy named Captain Scurvy having a toothache. Yeah. yeah. So basically, <laughs> he has a toothache and uh, da- And then so he says, On my honor, I swear on the great, great pirate oath to grant any favor to the scum-sucking scallywag who can relieve me of this painful toothache. And the plot of the episode is, Donkey Kong inadvertently uh, knocks out his tooth in a fight. And uh, Cur- uh, Scurvy acquires the Crystal Coconut successfully in this triangle of possession. And Donkey, and then Cranky says, Not so fast! According to your great, great pirate oath, you owe Donkey Kong a favor! And then, uh, Donkey Kong- and then uh, Scurvy's like, Name your booty, Donkey Kong! And then uh, Donkey Kong's like, Oh! So I was looking for the new no- monkey bar catalog i want a new you knucklehead ass for the coconut and uh so then th- they get the coconut back and that's the episode also for some- round of applause wow what <laughs> some- a, a story applause. mark <laughs> what a
2: story So, what a performance so yeah.
1: one of the uh <laughs> one of the things that um and also one of the things I was kind of puzzling about this, uh, Donkey Kong, they, they gave Donkey Kong a lame catchphrase. Banana slamma! He basically would punch some <laughs> Banana slamma. Like, you know how um I don't know what you, it was. You are what you eat. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was with uh, showrunners giving video game characters horrible catchphrases. I don't know, cause Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show had called everyone Paisanos, or and Don and Sonic always asked for chili dogs, and Link had. Well, that's not a
0: catchphrase. It's just a character trait. Yeah,
1: but and Link had whatever the fuck that was in the Legend of Zelda show. <laughs> so you kind of already said that it only lasted two seasons yeah think? it it ran from 97 till 2000 and i guess they took a year off because the animation well, the yeah i, I can't i can't imagine
0: the animation process was an easy one it back w- then. no
1: and but they they churned out quite a bit of content uh
3: so
1: it, so did the show span like another game or a movie or... Uh, actually, right when the second season came out, Donkey Kong 64 would have just been made, but by the time the season premiered, they would They would have had to have animated it by then. So, Donkey, it only ties into the Donkey Kong Country Trilogy on any uh, okay. Super Nintendo. So, uh, there's not too much more to say about this. Like, I only saw, like, the five episodes. Um, but the other premises were there was a practical joke episode where Cranky tricks Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong into uh going to a forbidden forest and fighting a monster that doesn't exist uh there's an episode where dk loses his memory okay. and so yeah there's not much more to say it's does basically it, hypothetical it sh- levels from a video game turned into yeah. stories should it be revived in any way no i don't <laughs> it, it should just it was it was a cute little memory i enjoy revisiting it once in a while um but no don't revive it if anything take the capitalize off the Sonic the Hedgehog success and make a Donkey Kong movie. I think it could work. Well, is is Donkey Kong, like, that popular anymore? Like, Uh,
0: the last game uh, came out... I'm not sure. The last game I remember came out on the Wii or something. I'm
1: not... I don't really uh, pay
0: attention to Donkey Kong. I feel
1: like... It could be done. It would be absolutely bonkers because the games were bonkers too, like the rareware games. Well, even the arcade game was pretty
0: insane. Like, yeah, throwing d- barrels. I just that Mortal Kombat and the Sega
2: Genesis is the best video game ever. I think Donkey <laughs> Kong is the best of the best video best video best, best, best video game. Sucks or
1: something? You suck. <laughs> Any Billy, Billy Madison, Madison Billy yeah.
2: Madison fans get that?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, oh, well, you suck.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but anyway. So uh, does it
2: hold up? I mean. I mean, Lion sure animation... and I, I didn't really have much to say to contribute to that, because yeah, we cause had I, never I, I don't it. think
0: I ever saw I saw, like, a clip, and I thought it was, like, horribly dated.
1: But I, The I, animation just, does even, not age well at all. Even
2: just hearing this, I'm like, I don't even know if this does hold up. I'm sure the video games have more, like, yeah. you know... The Wait, video
1: games have more of an appeal yeah. than the show does. Maybe it
0: yeah. shouldn't have been picked up in the first place. <laughs>
2: well, like I, like I said. I Evan, we hate
0: to say it, but maybe this thing should never have existed.
2: <laughs> I mean, I... Or like to maybe sh- a game. Get a game out of it instead go of adapting it. Because me- certain mediums, they kind of cross yeah. sometimes, you know, like when one thing should have stayed either a video game or should have stayed a movie or it should be a show or a miniseries yeah. like yeah
1: but what i was what i didn't know was that it was like a canadian like predominantly canadian production hmm. so that's it was a collaboration between with the french but it, it it i was amazed when i heard that so it took canada of all the countries to make a donkey kong show yeah <laughs> so that's all I, you didn't ask me if it got turned to a movie god no
2: Oh, I, mean, I, did, I think I did. I think it of, said it wasn't a movie or a game. Of, it was a game, yeah.
1: but uh, it was never rebooted. The show ended after a couple seasons, and uh, now you're kind of, You guys, with your, like, lack of interest, are kind of, like, making me rethink this, but I had <laughs> fun with it. I got a couple laps yeah, out of yeah,
0: it. Yeah, that, that's all that matters. We just, didn't have, we just didn't have much just, to contribute I've to it. I've never
2: watched much. the fucking yeah. show, so well, I what nothing of the thing, say. Well, I, didn't I, even play, I didn't even play that much Donkey Kong growing up to <clears throat> even the beginning. So then, like, yeah.
1: I guess... Uh, my ability to interest you didn't really like I
0: I, I think I might just skip out on the whole Donkey Kong show fair enough at least I learned
1: something about it though well you know it exists now yeah. yeah. One thing I forgot to mention before we move on, uh, there were songs in the show. I know Lyle, you're not particularly a music inclined guy when it comes to having songs or musical numbers in shows, but the I was songs say, I'm pretty musically
2: inclined. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, it? i so I just, too. <laughs> I
1: just know Lyle doesn't particularly care for. Musicals, I don't like
0: just... musicals. That is true. But okay. I will
1: say this: the yeah. song the- every episode of the show had two songs, and the songs were awesome. I will say that. Like, the as awesome
0: are... as the DK rap from an N64? Uh,
1: that song is great, too, man. Don't shit on that.
0: No, I said, like, as awesome as the DK. I, would I say wasn't being sarcastic.
1: J- I would say just as awesome, uh, or maybe a little better. So, mm. yeah. I play were... as,
2: I play as Waluigi when I play Mario Kart or Mario Party. That's kind of, like, my go-to, guys. Okay. <laughs> That's Donkey Kong Country.
1: Moving on.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh. Well, my next choice is a little bit more like um, Cody's, like with Hey Arnold, and your, your next one coming up is very similar, where it's it's a nice, grounded show about kids going along uh, oh, with yes. their day. And my next pick is Disney's Recess. Yes. yes. Okay. What, an, what a great show. What Here an excellent go. show.
2: This is a damn good show.
0: <laughs> one yeah. thing, so the show follows a cast – a group of uh six kids we got uh tj detweiler who's like the the leader of the pack and he uh guides them along and tells them if there's like a situation with the uh, at play during recess he's the first one to you know be proactive and do something about it yeah and you know like all 90s kids he has a backwards ass (laughs) baseball cap (laughs) yeah yeah and then the next one is uh vince who's the 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 jock he likes the sports and um, then there's uh, Spinelli, who's like the tomboy Ashley. <laughs> Sp- yeah, <no>. Spinelli. <laughs> she is not like one of those Ashleys. Oh. S-
1: Spinelli Ashley is her full name. Let's Ashley, get, let's give some Spinelli, context. Ashley Spinelli. Can we give some context for who the Ashleys were? Well, we'll get I, to How about I go through the main <laughs> yeah, sure. cast,
0: and yeah. then um, there's Gretchen, who's like the science whiz. Uh, Mikey, who's the uh, the overweight kid who has you know a few other qualities. He has an operatic voice. He's a, he
1: has a heart of gold, and he is he, he is the sweetest kid. You'll Do you know ever who see. is his singing? His singing voice was actually Robert, Robert Goulet. Goulet. Robert Goulet. That's hilarious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then we have Gus, who's the military brat, and he's like the. He has a little bit of an inferiority complex, but every now and then he'll break out of that and really take charge. He's yeah. technically
1: the new kid out of the game. He's
0: also the new kid, yeah, yeah in the first, he didn't show up the first few episodes. Yeah.
1: But he's in the intro of the show, oddly enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny, he yeah. is in the intro. <laughs> yeah. So in the first couple episodes, kids would be like, uh, who's this
2: little Who's, who's, who's this the kid shrimp?
1: getting gum over his face and tripping
2: over, yeah. him, knocking <laughs> the, ba- the yeah. basket ah! of balls? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there's some other supporting characters that I like and like the their is it their teacher or was it just like like who is uh Miss Finster? Miss
1: Finster is the lunch supervisor. She's like the hall monitor. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. She never really taught a class. She wasn't like
2: Miss Grokey. Yeah, Miss Oh, up I Miss Grokey. But, but Miss Finster seemed like yeah, like the monitor, the the the, the recess kind of. like... She's that ster- things in line. She's a
0: stereotypical mean teacher yeah. that yeah. all the kids don't want to be around.
1: Oh, I had a handful
2: of those growing
1: up. It, yeah, yeah, when, when I was in elementary, four. when I was in elementary school, I swear to God, we had. A, when I was in third grade, I swear to God, we had a lunch monitor who was exactly like Miss Finster. Yeah, I had, a, yeah, I had a
0: grade four teacher who thankfully wasn't my grade four teacher, because like my school would split up classes. And like uh, she was like an environmentalist, she was very loud, and like a lot of people loved her, but I was so thankful, because I, I don't like people who yell a lot. And one time she took me aside, like, Lyle, count down these fingers. And she put, I put down the pinky. What happens if you take three away from four? So I was like, eh. I took down the pinky, took down the ring. And because I didn't see a lot of people my age do this, I tried to take down the index finger.
3: Uh, <laughs> and she's like, what are you
0: doing? What are your kids going to say when they say that I flipped off a, a kid your age? And oh, I'm like, wow. I had no idea what she was talking oh, about. No.
1: I, I think she was playing a practical joke on you, Matt.
0: Uh she was pretty loud.
1: I can see her, like, I can see, I can totally see that happening with, like, TJ and uh, Miss Finster's voice. TJ! <laughs> come over here!
3: What happens
1: if you have three fingers and take away two? Uh, I know what happens when you take away another two. TJ! My goodness! Uh, what's Principal Prickly gonna say when uh, you yeah, about then that? Oh, yeah, when we, when we talk
0: yeah. about Principal Prickly, Who's was yeah. like every principal ever doesn't like any misbehaving kids... And, uh, yeah, I, I love Prickly. Like, it, yeah. it isn't. Well, actually, I, I love like, Prickly too. I didn't like him in the show, but it was only until, like, the movie came out. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. There's some other kids, like Randall, who's, like, the. Randall
1: Wheeler. S- Randall yeah.
0: yeah, he's the teacher's pet who always wants to be on good terms with the teachers. And King we'll... Bob. King Bob, who's King like the Bob. oldest kid in this in the playground. He's, he's
1: like a in he's like a sixth or fifth grader. He's sixth. Grade. think <laughs> a sixth grader.
2: I mean, same with Hey Arnold. Is that this whole show has like a civilization? Of yeah, yeah there's just...
0: like this this hierarchy inside yeah. of the. <laughs> it's it, so it, funny. It, it, it touches on so many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the Ashleys. It's just like a group of girls who all have the same name
2: they have their own clubhouse. Yeah. They which have a is, clubhouse. On the outside, it's a pile of tires and you
0: go inside and it's like this <laughs>
2: glamorous pink amazing looking hideout. Well, have like... you guys
0: have you guys ever seen heathers? Yes. Yeah, heathers. It's no. a lot like the Ashleys. Oh where my God, there's like right. three of the four yeah. girls are named Heather. That's and serious. they all wear like they're all color And they have it coordinated skirt. Scandalous. Uh, oh, oh and then let's not forget the fucking kindergartners oh <laughs> who are a bunch of like, savage the rugrats <laughs> rip off the
2: rugrats rip off oh well, the rugrats how love how the teacher always has like a neck brace around her <laughs> <head>. <laughs> oh,
0: it's <laughs> yeah. true kindergartners are nightmare yeah now um, this is a show
2: definitely that i can remember like full-length episodes like yeah, yeah king gus king, oh yeah, yeah. Just becomes king, and he, he, like, falls into his, he just basically becomes, goes from, like, being a humble little king, not knowing what to do, yeah. to becoming, like, com- a
0: complete dictator. <laughs> 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 it's such a great, great uh, episode. I love the episode where um, there's, like, this collectible f- fad that goes through the school, and TJ missed out on it. So then he like gets so roped into it oh, that the he cards? creates, yeah, he yeah, creates yeah. like an economy out of it, yeah. And he becomes he monopolizes on it so much that he owns all the cards and none of the yeah. kids have any. It is so. And the thing, like, the whole market crashes and he loses everything uh, again. It's
1: so <laughs> relevant. Yeah, <laughs> they actually and they talk. It's a, it, just like with Hey Arnold. Recess was a very mature show because when you have characters like Gretchen, especially like Gretchen is like Lisa Simpson except less of an annoying voice. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I love Lisa Simpson just for the record. But, but...
0: Was she as spoken as Lisa? Uh, like...
1: No, Gretchen actually is, like, the person that they go to whenever, like, there's an intellectual, uh, conflict or an intellectual yeah. dilemma. Yeah. And also with the music in Recess, there was something very militant about
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it was, like, The Great Escape or yeah. something. It felt like a boot camp. Yeah. Or, like, some even sort of, like, prison. Even the theme
1: song sounds, even the theme music sounds like For sure. something you hear in The Great Escape. The great Escape, yeah.
0: They're all just putting us through the grind, day after day, being being spoon-fed information and barely having any time to play i
2: remember okay so this this it's another show that falls into like two different categories one being just a hilarious episode and then one being like oh that was kind of sweet so one hilarious episode i remember of recess is when uh gretchen had like that little device that would like predict what how tall they're going to be in the future and they're going through all the characters and then they get to mikey and like the computer's like oh my god mikey it says that you're going to be like over a hundred feet tall. And then everyone, everyone (laughs) was thinking, like, elder they're all thinking, oh, it's so cool, you're gonna be so tall. But he, like, thought it was gonna be horrible. And later on, he he has, like, a nightmare where, like, Princess Prigley's out on his balcony, like, having a nice meal by himself. And, like, Mikey just shows up, like, godzilla size and steals his meal. And then Mikey just says, Mikey just says, literally in his exact voice, do not resist or I shall crush you. <laughs> and Gus's, Gus's dad, like, he's, like, the military guy, they send the military on him, and it's, like, full-on, like, Godzilla, with, like, he's oh, yeah. awesome. screeching, like, Godzilla, like,
0: That is awesome. <laughs> it's
2: fucking hilarious. And wow. what was the
0: Heartfelt episode?
2: God. Oh, I think the Heartfelt episode was when, uh, Spinelli had to stay over at, uh, Miss oh, Finster. That was gonna be that was gonna be my pick yeah, too. I love that. That's episode That's a really good episode because she. <laughs> I love the build up towards it. It's like yeah. they're telling. She's telling the story. She's all miserable. She has to stay the weekend with with Miss Finster, and it turns out Miss Finster's friends with Spinelli's parents, and then it's like. Oh we, oh, we were going to go away this weekend. We just can't find anyone to watch over Spinelli. And Miss Fisher's like, Say, I know a person. Me. And it just cuts to Mikey. No! no! Wait, wait, Mikey or Spinelli? Mikey. It cuts oh, okay. to Mikey just yelling no because uh, she's telling the story. Oh, okay, And then it cuts okay. back to Mikey yelling oh, okay, no. okay. <laughs> but yeah um, so
0: and then like finster turns out to be you know just like any other adult they have like their own like things that they like
2: well so. at first they she, Spinelli finds it so boring being with her Unbearable, and then, Yeah, and then later on uh Spinelli's, like talking to the phone with tj saying like i knew miss finster was so mean i just never realized she was so boring and yeah. uh uh she, overhears she overheard it? that and you're like oh is it true
1: mariel have you gotten boring Oh, yeah, Muriel Finster. Yeah, And then, name, they, yeah. And then to, to make it to make it up uh, short, they actually, uh, she wins Spinelli over by having a luau, and then yeah. the kids are like <laughs> spying on her house to, to make sure oh, Spinelli was isn't. Oh,
2: that the funniest part. They're like, oh my god, who knows what kind of torture that Miss is
1: doing to Spinelli. And then they then Spinelli dead. is in a hula outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: they just go, guys, let's just never talk about this ever again. Oh, <laughs> and, no, they and then when they
1: go back to school, <laughs> like, she says, ah batting practice miniature golf journey chili dogs in the park a sunday i'll never forget and i'm like why couldn't we have seen that like in the episode that would have been so great well it's interesting
2: that they're like well we had a really great weekend now it's kind of going back to normal like i have to be the crouchy old teacher you have to be the student but then like that happens and then they kind of do like a wink wink like, and then we're S- still friends spinelli yeah. like
1: looks back and, and yeah with a smile on
2: her face that it's was like, so sweet yeah like I'm trying yeah. to remember another Heartfelt episode.
0: I, I know one where it's like, Mikey takes a kindergartner under his wing, and he's trying to civilize him. Was oh, that yeah. the
1: Pee Wee Pals episode? I don't remember.
0: I think it was, because each of them had to take in a kindergartner. Tubby! Oh,
3: Tubby! I was trying to remember his
0: name. T- T- yeah. what, what was he going to eat or something? Oh, no, Tubby, don't eat the candy wrapper! Don't eat the candy wrapper, Tubby! <laughs> no!
2: <laughs> no, Tubby will listen to Big Kid uh yeah, because yeah. like
0: i think like mikey kind of like has a soft spot for the kindergartners because yeah. i think he remembers being like the alpha at one point yeah i, I want faintly remember it and then like another episode another part i remember is like they're outside and it's like during a heat wave and they treat the entire playground like a desert oh yeah and the fountains broken yeah. and i remember that because when i was a kid i was always thirsty because like the outside fountains were turned off and in order to get a drink you had to ask like a like, a school guard to, like, hey, can I have some water? And it's, like, fine. And sometimes they'd be kind of, like, crotchy about it. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, but it's so hot out. I need water. Like, come on.
1: Um, yeah. well, one other, another heartfelt episode was the Thanksgiving one with the cans. Oh, yeah. Because yes. remember when... Oh, yeah,
2: the can drive. Because, yeah.
1: what remember... Uh, actually, the holiday episodes, like, the Thanksgiving episode and the Christmas episode were both really heartfelt. Yeah, the Christmas one was the. Too, yeah. in the can They basically... It's all about competition in the Thanksgiving episode, but then when they're, once their competitive nature, like, ruins the whole thing, Mikey says,
3: Look what you all done! Now nobody's gonna have a good Thanksgiving!
1: And I'm, you actually really feel that. Yeah, and Mikey
0: was, like, the only one who, like, actually took it, like, he's, seriously. He's like,
2: let's just get cans for people that need it, but then there was, like, this competitive kind
0: yeah. He, of- Yeah, he's like, the one who kind of, like- had a real heart in it. Yeah. Wasn't that the
1: same in the Christmas episode? In the Christmas episode, uh, Mikey is the only kid in in the gang who still technically believes in Santa Claus, but it actually... But, and then when they try to, like, when the kids try to explain to him how outlogical it is to believe in Santa, Mikey... Tries to prove to them in hilarious ways possible. Like they go to a mall Santa when this is just a guy who rips off his beard. Hey, you try wearing a polyester beard for four hours in this heat. <laughs> and then there's also uh, the Santa Claus parade where the mayor is Santa. Now that's right, kiddies. I'm Mayor you and Santa Claus. Now you be sure to tell mommy, daddy, and all of your other relatives who are of legal voting age that I'm two swell <laughs> guys rolled into one. <laughs> it's, a fun, it's a it is a it's the perfect balance between hilarious and heartfelt. But that, then the they fi- but yeah. then he finds this one like
0: nice
2: stranger is voiced James by Earl James J- Earl Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're talking about that jolly fellow one like guy yeah
0: one guy i remember in the show you remember that substitute episode with mr e no yeah. oh, oh like it was a while ago i just remember the substitute yeah. and like tj couldn't get along with him or something i forgot the plot TJ would he was wearing like a into. brown
1: coat and he had like no he, he, he looked like a guy off the x-files like i'm looking so at a was it right like now. uh
3: that, yeah that's
1: did yeah. he look like dustin hoffman he looks kind of like dustin hoffman uh this
0: as a substitute in lisa's substitute i don't sense. really see the dustin hoffman thing but yeah it is similar. It, 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 the, the brown coat because dustin hoffman
1: had a brown coat
0: it looks more like a black coat to me but i don't know yeah. anyways <laughs> like the one thing i don't remember the entire episode i just remember how it ends it's like so what does the E stand for mystery and he's like nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm ready to answer some questions now because yeah. I, I think we've had our fill of presets the one thing i will say is like it was a very, very intelligently written show. It was. It, I love the way yeah. they set up the ground rules and how they set up recess. It's like the one part where the kids are in control rather than the adults. Yeah. And yeah. it was just nice. There was such a nice, colorful group of people that just.
2: Yeah. Before it, we get into, we get into the questions. Do you guys know the show? Do you guys watch the show, Community?
3: yes no. it is very sorry like i'm living under a rock yeah i won't get
2: into it too much but people believe that like uh community kind of stole a lot from recess in terms of the, <laughs> the six the six characters kind of archetypes yeah you know, where uh jeff is tj uh Ovid is gus britta is spinelli uh miss finster's pierce you know like there's so <laughs> yeah. there's so many similarities and the irony is that like uh community wanted to run for six seasons in
0: a movie and recess got six seasons in a movie which <laughs> really? is kind of ironic that's funny yeah, um, and yeah it, it almost reminds me of breakfast club in a way how each character has their own kind of niche and uh, yeah. a group they would fit into but they still get along and respect each other yeah, quite yeah. well
2: can i say one episode
0: i remember yeah that okay. makes me laugh i'm sorry
2: okay. I, this, this does make me laugh well, legitimately well, so... It was uh, Vince's brother episode where they were like, oh, Vince's brother's coming to pick us up, Chad, and then he ends up being a geek and they just realize, (laughs) oh my god, has he always been a geek? Like he has the glasses, the yeah. taped glasses, and, and the Vince pocket looks protectors. Up to him so much. And then Vince was in denial at the beginning, and then like he starts to think, like, "Oh my god, am I gonna turn into a geek?" And I then think I faintly remember that episode. He yeah. fantasizes about like you know being out at night when the moon is full, and then he like transforms into a geek <laughs> with the high waist yeah. things, and then instead of um. howling at the moon, he yells "NATO." <laughs> <Nah.
0: laughs>
2: Just like <what> nerds <laughs> yells NATO.
0: Yeah, I love the catchphrases that TJ would always say. Like, he'd always say, oh, that womps. That womps. Yes. Or, like, if he likes something, he's, like, tender. Yeah. Did you notice this happened a
2: lot where everyone had, like, this huge argument, and then someone would either whistle and be, like, stopping the argument, or they'd yell, quiet! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened a lot. Yeah. Was. So okay yeah let's yes. go into the question yeah, yeah
0: so uh well i kind of said it is it still running no it's not running Six anymore. Nine, it it is, not. yeah it so is on disney it, plus it had a great run and yeah you can watch the entire thing on disney plus now how long it was like 1997 to 2001 that's that's not yeah. a bad run actually yeah. for a tv show uh was it adapted into a movie there was it was the best thing ever yep. recess schools out I watch that all the time. It is a damn solid movie.
2: It It is a really solid movie. Not only is
1: it an amazing movie, it's very rare. And it's not even in the Disney Vault rare. It's like... You, you can't really. Well, it's find not it. rare
0: anymore because it's on Disney Plus. Oh, that's true. You can just watch it. Yeah, but the
1: DVD in a pre-Disney Plus world, the it was DVD hard. It was very hard to find. It
0: was hard to get your hands on it. Yeah, and it goes
2: into what I was talking about earlier. If you're going to make a movie about a show, the stakes are incredibly high. In that, they are. In that yeah, James
0: like, L. Woods or James, sorry, James Woods wants to destroy Recess by shooting a laser at a moon to move it over a bit so that it. It's a permanent winter, and, and I'm like, permanent are you fucking insane? You're gonna, you will just, destroy you, all the agriculture, and you will make transportation impossible, and you will make the climate so unbearable you'll kill off most of the animals And You the will habitat. destroy
1: more than just recess, like, Mr. Like, what the, the fuck is
0: wrong with you, James
2: Woods? My adult brain comes in, and I just notice, like, just a huge flaw in that movie is that does anybody in this town see that giant laser that opens up the roof of Only a the Only the kids see it. And, yeah. and it comes and it shoots a green laser. Does anybody not see this? Like the cops were laughing at all. Yeah, the, the cops movie? laughed at like, off. How does yeah. the
1: government not come down on them? Yeah, yeah. well it was a government like It's a shady ops. government agency. It, it
2: was
0: an ops... One and it thing. has
2: probably the funniest, one of the funniest things in recess history is Mikey's distraction singing to the guards. Oh, yes. yeah. And they just be... singing across the
0: street. And then the guards one being by dumbasses, one. Yeah. they just run to him even around though... the
2: corner of the fence and all you hear is screaming. So they send more guards, more screaming as he's just singing
0: operatic music. They should have just ignored him because he's not even on. That would have worked better if he was on the property. But yeah. it's it's the wide shot that makes yeah. it funniest it's just this
2: kid across the street just singing an operatic <laughs> song annoying them wow these moon
0: shovels really do a lot oh yeah, <laughs> those digger kids oh uh, oh the um, diggers yeah no oh, and I, I think one of my favorite moments in the movie is when they're in the treehouse and they're just having a fun time they're like guys like we're gonna grow up and we're not gonna be able to do this anymore Like, yeah, we don't have, have a summer vacation and then like they just start singing john jacob Jingleheimerschmidt. schmidt his name is my name, too. It was nice. That and was such a good one moment. One of the things
1: I... Well, I the two things I love about Recess Schools Out is the soundtrack kicks ass. Oh, yeah. Right. 60s stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was my introduction to 60s music. Me, too. And right. my mom was so impressed when I'm, like, humming all these songs that, my, that were, my mom was listening to when she was a kid. And it's like, wow. Like, you're... I'm impressed with your musical instincts. So then, uh, not only does it, is, is the music awesome... The whole theme of like the adults interact and teaming up with the kids to save the world is yeah. very heartfelt because T- Principal Prickly gives that speech. Yeah, yes. such like. a good character. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that scene was really good. And, and that,
0: that end shot is so great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. It. it that's when animation was trying to blend with CGI. Two D animation was trying to blend with CGI, and it's very dated. But the intention of the shot. The intention of the shot.
2: Looks amazing. You see a little bit of the '60s graffiti on the school, <laughs> yeah. It, and yeah. Mr.
1: Pri- and Prickly puts on his, uh, medallion. Yeah, his yeah, medallion, his medallion piece
2: yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you guys a story though. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. It, it's a very funny story. Okay. So in grade four, like yeah, I watched Recess a lot, watched the movie a lot, and I used to quote it a lot, like, like with my mom. Okay. And one night, one day, uh, my mom would always make me my lunch, and then uh, would always put in like a note in the bag to remind me to do something like just yeah. little things like that. And then there was one note that she made where I couldn't tell what she was writing. Cause it was very, she had very like strong cursive writing Oh. and I had to, I couldn't read what it was saying at first. So I had to, I, and I thought it was for the teacher. I'm like, Oh, I did I didn't know what it was. So I, I asked my teacher like, Hey, can you read this for me? And she read it to like herself. And she kind of went, that's nice, Cody. That's really nice. Okay, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" And later on, I go home. I'm like, Simon, so what was that note about?" I showed my teacher. She's like, "You showed your teacher that note. Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "I couldn't read what it was saying. What? What did it say?" Your cursive is kind of weird. She said, "She said Cody, the note said, have a very, have a very nice day' and something else about that." And she said, "Also, you have a fat, saggy butt that I like to scratch every hour on the hour." <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god i'm so embarrassed
3: <laughs> that's
2: great um, that that's like a that, that was a brilliant
1: it scene. is worth mentioning uh, just to, uh, for the movies it is worth mentioning that recess there were two more movies. No, there's like that. three more, but they were more like two team. more. They, they were more like they th- that went directly. I'm
0: looking at this. It says there's like four movies. There was here. taking
1: the fifth grade where Miss Finster teaches fifth grade and the whole year kind of sucks. What? Yeah, there's was like four movies. Oh, it a, says. oh, uh, oh there was taking one, the fifth grade and yeah. all grow down where it's the opposite of all Rugrats is all grown up where it shows it, it's a prequel to when they were. Oh, in and there was Miracle on
0: Third Street. That
1: was a Christmas. That's a clip show. Okay. Well, so I technically, there count. were. I don't count that as a movie. Yeah, it's more like a compilation. Yeah, that was a clip show. Stupid
0: Wikipedia. So, then again... So I'll the, down. Uh, I haven't seen either of those One two. of the...
1: I've seen... Uh, I actually have seen Taking the Fifth Grade. Um, it's not quite as heartfelt as Recess Schools Out, but the criticism I actually heard from a couple people uh, a few years ago when I was talking about Recess was recess schools out should have been the end of the show because I think I so, because yeah. taking the fifth grade takes place after the events of uh how do you go from that to that well because yeah. there's even a scene in taking the fifth grade where prickly calls tj tige as a nod to their nice touching moment at the end and mm. it doesn't work at all, like because they have new problems to deal with, a whole new crisis. The crisis is nothing compared. So to... So backtracks almost. Yeah, it. it oh, that's, that's I don't an like insult. That. Like no. they should have ended the show with schools out for sure. That no, that but they to, didn't. I mean, to me, to us, yeah, that is the finale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like I can just live in denial. Like taking the fifth grade doesn't really exist to me. Yeah, really. I mean, if you just want to like a
0: uh, if you if you don't feel like watching the entire show, at least watch schools out because it's yeah. such a nice. It's a nice little. Uh, there's a lot of setups and payoffs in it. It's a nice a little. Lot of, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the, it's a nice stew of everything that I love about Recess. Yeah, into one, yeah. one. Absolutely. So yeah. just check that out so, if you really want to uh, get into the show. I
1: guess uh, Cody's next. Oh, sorry. I was we going haven't to, finished I, the question. Well, we I, well, I actually, think we've said enough. There is
2: another movie that I remembered that like had where Principal Prickly and Finster and Grokey were like stuck in the snow, and they were showing like. That's, that's
1: that's miracle on third. That's miracle on okay. third street. Yeah, yeah I remember right. that. Yeah. yeah, I had that on VHS. Uh, oh wait, now should, oh, should it be revived? Should it be revived? Uh, as a live Recess I... remake, Recess. At, the, the, just like the Magic School Bus, I have heard talks in the works where they want to do a live action show, but once okay. again, it'll, it'll cover them uh, as older kids. I've seen
0: not... I've seen people attempt to like remake the the opening with real people, and yeah. it's just kind of scattershot Yeah, I don't know, like. I guess you could make a live action if you wanted to. It's yeah, just gonna yeah. be like this it's just gonna feel really cheesy and not as like authentic. And fucking lootly does it hold up. <laughs> yeah, it does it hold does up. Entirely. It is, it is like, such yeah. an intelligently written show. It's great. I recommend I mean, everyone watching Recess, You should at least yes. check it out. It is okay. one of those Disney shows that are one of the best of the best. Like it right really up there is. with like Kim yeah. Possible and yeah. uh It is like a
2: classic in the Disney shows. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I like, one really Saturday morning,
0: like, I watched
2: that all Me the time. Me too. Yeah.
0: Doug, Recess, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. that was my Isn't Saturday that weird? Weeks. Like, Doug was both a Nickelodeon property, and then it got bought out by Disney. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's on both, like, Nickelodeon and Disney.
2: I watched both, not realizing, like, until later on what it was about the, the quality change yeah. in, the, in, the, in there, but, like, looking back now in retrospect, Disney was really just doing, like, a very pale imitation of... The, the charm that Nickelodeon made with the earlier show.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I got. I only the movie, knew but... the Disney dog. I, d- I didn't really get Nickelodeon back then, so yeah. I don't know Nickelodeon Doug. And they made a pretty bad movie that I watched a lot. Doug's, uh, just, me too. Doug's first and only movie.
3: Herman yeah. Melville. Wow. They
2: find a monster in the lake. And yeah. And it's just so... It's such a thin plot. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense sometimes. hmm uh, Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Roger as a
0: robot. <laughs>
3: it
2: yeah.
0: follows him around.
2: Yeah. And like, all right. oh, oh, we need... we. Oh, my God, there's mystery surrounding a monster, but yet they made a fucking robot. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's,
0: it's a crazy movie. I should revisit it sometime, though, yeah. just to see if it So Doug
1: up. gets an honorable mention. Yeah. Well, what's Cody talking about next?
0: Yeah, what is your next? My last... Well, I guess, yeah, our last... We're round. on our last round, everybody. Yeah. It's been yeah, but fun, but we gotta start wrapping things up. Well, my next show, I guess my last show, is...
2: An awesome fucking show. X-Men.
1: Now, this was pre-the, uh, Bryan Singer X-Men movies. Yeah. 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 pre yeah.
0: so, Brian Singer. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll bring please. up his movies, not him personally. Yeah. The but, art, uh, not the artist. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, like, the 90s show. Now, I did not watch this show a lot, to be honest. I was more, like, X-Men Evolution. Yeah. But like X-Men the show I know has a, like a huge amount of following. Well,
3: the, yeah, tell, I, I can't
0: it. well, I can't really talk about the show without bringing up
2: the first movie in 2000 because I thought the movie looked awesome. And funny enough, uh, I told this story to you guys, but just for the podcast I'll say this. So, Okay. There's a there's a video store back in Windsor that I used to go to a lot. My mom actually worked there before I was born. Nice. Called Top Gun Video. Yes. And when I was seven years old, I remember going to the, that video store with my mom, and uh, I was like, I want something new and cool that's like sci-fi, right? Oh, yeah. So at the time, uh, that was 2000, I had three movies in my hand. I had X-Men, okay. Titan A.E., Oh yeah, okay. and Battlefield Earth. Oh, Ugh. fuck off. I went with... I We're went, not, can we not talk about Battlefield <laughs> Earth no, ever again? Oh, no, no yeah, but yeah. I, uh, I had to choose only two, right? And I chose both X Men and Titan A. Thank you God you dodged a bullet. I dodged there, a yeah. bullet, not knowing what it was at the time. But yeah, I watched X Men, and I fell in love with the movie. That when I found out that it was a show, what well, my mom did a lot actually was uh, it premiered on Teletoon, like around 10, 30, 11 at night. Right, so that was late for me, even for that like school late. days. Yeah, so my mom would actually record the tapes for me on, like, this videotape. Oh, that's nice. And in the morning, I would just either watch it right before going to school or, like, wait till like, I come home or whatever. But Friday nights, I would be the one recording it because it's, you know, not a... It's a, it's a weekend. It's a so, weekend. Yeah. 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 So, so I had, like, a night? good six hours worth of tape on this. And I also had the movie in there as well. So it would be, like, one episode. I remember It was one episode and then the movie. And then the rest is, like, five hours worth of just episodes. And in between that is, like, sometimes we occasionally forget to, like, not record the commercials so you get tons mm. of like nostalgic commercials oh, from the 90s great. and like so like coming up on telltune you know this show and all that it was kind of cool if i i don't even know if i have that tape anymore Man, but.
0: like that that's so 90s like just like taking a v like a video cassette and recording yeah. television yeah but yeah my favorite like okay i don't i because i didn't
2: watch the show in its entirety i just watched a very good chunk of it but okay. what stuck with, with me with the with like this whole show is just the the themes of prejudice that it introduced me a lot yeah. it's like a, as a kid and like just the, like politics and like there's a left and right like there's
0: two
1: conflicting ideologies
2: there is pro- there's,
1: there's pro-mutant and there's anti-mutant yeah well
0: that's always been the case with x-men that's the yeah. core behind x-men that that's
1: i was brought up
0: to like at such an early age of, I, and i never read the comics too isn't it, isn't it kind of yeah, yeah. weird how people love the avengers they love spider-man man they even like the hulk but they really don't like mutants yeah <laughs> isn't that kind of bizarre
1: well they, they kind of delved into that concept in captain america civil war in the mcu where they have to like you know the superheroes are dangerous we got to control them because yeah. they're causing too much collateral damage yeah
0: yeah I, I guess like and also like spider-man has some hate with like JJ and jameson and sometimes he hasn't always
1: he is not always able to save the day well Jones jameson is like the alex jones of the
3: world where
1: like he's like a Spider-Man's a criminal. He's let's a public go, menace.
2: Let's get back to X-Men. Yeah. But uh, this show, yeah, like it introduced me to like themes back then and just about politics. But on just the surface, the icing on the cake is just the awesome mutant action and the the how every character is
0: so well defined in the yeah, show. Yeah, like, I think everybody is so. I think that's the thing that I think X-Men works better as a television sh- television show than a movie series. To be yeah. honest. It's Fox
2: did what they can. Like I uh, just to go into this very briefly. Yeah. I found the Fox uh, X Men movies so interesting. The the highs and lows that they have gone through in twenty mess. years. Yeah. It very very high and lows. Much. Like MCU is like a good consistent like string of good. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes some greats and all that, but like yeah. it's just it's just it has a consistent sort of like line. It when is literally it's like beep, 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 like just like. Flatline, spike, flatline, spike in the Fox Let's redo page. it. It's just <laughs> New so timeline. Weird. I appreciate them taking a lot of, like, elements from the comic books and shows and making it into their own thing, but, like, yeah, that's a, that's another topic.
0: Though. Yeah, for sure. But, but I, I think with a show,
3: the show you have itself, a
0: better chance of, yeah. like, delving into every character. Yeah. Everyone has a moment to shine. It's not just the Wolverine show or yeah. the Charles and, Charles and uh, Eric show. Yeah. Like, my favorite portions
2: of the show and i'm sure a lot of people will agree with me on this it's the phoenix saga
0: mm-hmm.
2: absolutely
1: and ironically yeah. that got turned into a movie last year twice yeah it's
0: been done twice and <laughs> terribly i might add. yes you yeah. can't you can't do it in one movie i've said that from the
2: very beginning mm-hmm. yeah. so anytime I, feel- I see them trying to attempt it and they fail i just want to quote dr evil when i just go up to fox and say fox you just don't get it do you you don't <laughs> like you can't make that into a movie you can either make it into two movies where you call one phoenix and then the next movie dark phoenix but if you know the story from inside and out like there's no way that you can't but to, to go into it really it's just about uh like jean gray her her powers are that she has a bit of telekinesis and uh um there's this cron crystal that she needs to like uh, that it was going to destroy the, the world, the universe and all that. And then there's this entity named the Phoenix that needed like a human host to protect it. Yeah, so, they go into
0: outer space. <laughs> yeah, they
2: went into outer space. They had her like preserve the crystal, but Jean had to go with her. So it was a very emotional goodbye. And then later on, they she comes back and they're trying to get the Phoenix out of her, but the Phoenix won't like leave and they're wondering why and it's turning her evil. And then she gets corrupted in this mm-hmm. cult place called the Circus, or the Circle Club. <laughs> and, uh basically she just goes off on her own and then like uh it's it's such it's such great like episodic like television really well, yeah and every x Men,
0: every yeah. member of the x-men have like a stake in this because like they each have various like connections to gene gray like yeah. scott summers and uh logan especially because that that ties in with like what episodes are my favorite like like which one was more
2: entertaining or which one was heartfelt it was both yeah mm-hmm. and it was just great episodic i just wanted to get to it like one after the other Mm -mm. and then you got like the boxed kind of you know uh just individual episodes here and there like when they introduced Iceman bobby drake like that's a great episode him and jubilee had a a great dynamic dynamic in that episode um the post after uh the post after the uh gene went off as the phoenix and how scott cyclops is recovering Mm -hmm. over it he just he goes back to his his orphanage that he came from uh that's another like great little like kind of one-off episode. Like, that's one that resonates with me. I I would like to see that. Uh, Um. there was a two-parter, actually, uh, that I loved where Magneto was trying to make, like, a new utopia on this asteroid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for just, just mutants. And there was this one mutant that was, like, more, like, I guess of a racist than he is because Magneto invited some humans to, uh, like, some astronaut humans to, uh, this asteroid. And I forget the guy's name... Cortez that was his name. He was like, "What? Humans are here?" But he's like, "They are my guests. Like they're they're not e- all humans are are evil, you know?" <laughs> and then like He kills Magneto, or thought that he kills Magneto, and he takes over the asteroid, and then the X-Men get banished, and they had to, like, infiltrate it in the second episode. It was was cool. It was cool. That's actually not bad. Yeah, Yeah, it was very... And then then there's, like, the Apocalypse Saga. Apocalypse is indestructible! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, they... I didn't Um, know this, but, like, I didn't... It was cool to see, like, uh... Uh, Dark Angel, where he came from and his mm-hmm. vengeance towards Apocalypse. Yeah, like. See, that's, was, just,
0: that's why I think it's better as a TV show because they have all these links yeah. and, like, character growth. But and it doesn't p- feel so instantaneous. The problem is that I didn't know this until years later. So we
2: had it on Teletoon here in Canada. Yeah. And I think there was, like, a mix up with a lot of, like, studios trying to put these episodes together because even me as a kid noticed this a few times. they would be, like, one character talking and, like, they're not talking. Or you're just hearing just their audio. Or another character is saying that person's audio. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of animation gaffs. There's a lot of errors, and I was wondering what that was about. And, like, there was weird, like, crossover animation kind of stuff going on in it. Like, weird editing choices, too, that I always, like, is that the style of the show? Or is that a mistake? Like, and I didn't find out until years later there was just a lot of studio, like, interference of them trying to get as much episodes out as possible that a lot of animators and uh studio recorders were just trying to like i guess for lack of a better word half-ass the project just to get it out mm-hmm. on time but well, then yeah, later on like it was animation but then later on the states got a better preserved kind of like uh resurrect res ah, what's the word uh, like it was restored yeah, yeah, yeah the restoration, restoration was a lot better in the states later on when they fixed it up and they had time to go back but okay, yeah that's good
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: But yeah, yeah, did you guys watch it? I, I
0: didn't watch very much of it because yeah, I was far more into X Men Evolution at the time. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I think it was a little before my time. I didn't. watch- I'm so old. You make me so I'm the youngest so one here. So. I didn't
1: watch it at all. Well, I'm the oldest one here, and I didn't watch it all because superheroes scared the shit out of me until I saw <laughs> no, don't stop that is lying. so
0: funny knowing you now. Well, like with all these action figures in your room, I know.
1: And all it's ironic because no, up until face your fears. No, like superheroes it. scared the shit out of me, and I got over this because my dad dragged me to see spider-man in 2002 but we'll get to that at another time but yeah, yeah so sure. i didn't watch the show at all and uh
3: yeah hmm
0: they, they had some really cool characters in the show. Like I even though
1: I'm a huge fan of Cyclops, I know Gambit was
3: Gambit, going, Gambit awesome. was
0: the most awesome character. And
1: do you guys want to talk about how uh, the former chair of our film school that we all went to Rick Bennett, yes. Rick yes. Bennett. was he, the voice of the juggernaut. He was yeah. the juggernaut? Rest in peace, Rick. Rest in yes. peace. May yeah. Rick yeah, Rick Bennett very sadly passed away last year. Um, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Love to his family. Yes.
0: He uh he
2: did a voice, and also, if you guys ever watched, uh, uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting the name of it, hang on, uh, The Big Comfy Couch. Oh, Big you- Comfy Couch should
1: get an honorable mention of Yeah.
2: Yunette the Clown in that episode, or in that show, is the voice of Jubilee.
1: No
0: kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. and I can
2: hear it now when I go back and Now forth. every time you think of Jubilee, I'm gonna think of Lynette, Oh, it's funny. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact. I forget <laughs> her name, but she's a Toronto actress, so I just forget yeah, her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, so is the show still running? I honestly, I should probably. The, back check. There's been a lot of reiterations of X Men. X Men. It's so based on a comic. Like I, I'll get a lot of X-Men. I'll get a lot of
2: hate for this, but I've never read. I don't read that much comic books. At I, don't all, re- I don't read. I don't read that many all. comics either. Like, I never I read the like comics. The I respect it. I know the characters. I respect yeah. it, but I just was more into the show because I'm just more of a visual guy. Yeah, same here. And yeah, X Men has just been around for so long, and it still kind of is, but it, it you know, it. it uh, I think just that animated series knew how to capture the essence of what Stan Lee and the creators were trying to do with yeah. the comic books very well.
0: So it was like this kind of lightning in a bottle thing. Yeah, it had a good run, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, was it adapted into a movie? Uh, several. Yeah. <laughs> there, and <laughs> Fox
1: rebooted it. Fox has well, to
0: reboot it every two years or else they lose the rights. But what I'm saying is, was this 90s show ever turned into a movie?
1: Like, direct DVD
0: or Oh, or like uh, a I'm actually sure, not sure, actually. Uh, wasn't there one about Kitty Pride or something? I'm not sure. is that actually. like Pride of the X Men? Like, wasn't that a, a movie? Or, like, at least a TV sure. movie? Sure. Okay. Well, I, I can't quantify it, so never mind. Um, okay, so aside from, like, the Brian Singer films, yeah, it wasn't really. From what I. I, I don't remember there being a 90s movie, but. Um,
1: should it be revived if it hasn't already it probably uh i can can we just safely assume that a-, a series about the x-men exists somewhere because they're still cranking out a- avengers i don't know animated. if there is yeah there are a lot of spider-man x and avengers
0: shows now i don't know if x-men has a show right there was a show called wolverine and the x-men i remember that one, like when i was in my- in high school i remember that was around. i don't think that's on anymore i mean we're talking about this in 2020 like this is a year
2: after supposedly like the film franchise like ended yeah i think right now i might add. give it some time and if you want to do something more closer to the tone of the animated series which i guess like oh yeah marvel the, uh, will now do there's so a,
1: apparently there's a live action uh sh- series called the gifted and then there's whatever, and then New Mutants, that's a movie that's, I don't think we're ever going to see that. Never. <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> we are never going to see that. It'll come out it's like, a myth. it'll come out uh, 10 years
0: later and be, we'll just say like, eh, whatever. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not gonna it ends be, up being an average movie after I'm all so, these delays. Just it's just forgettable uh, as uh, So technically, uh, the, the Gifted, Legion and The Gifted are both shows, live action shows based in the X Men saga that ran until twenty nineteen. The
0: last the last okay. animated X Men show came out in twenty eleven. It was called Marvel Animation Wolverine. Oh yeah. okay. and it looks I, I, I all I'll say is, is that if they ever
2: want to revive like the same type of like tone as the nineties yeah. one, I would say just give it some time. Yeah. yeah. It's a little we, too soon. we need a break. The the Super era of X Men is a bit like kinda it's run its course. It and it didn't end end off on the best note with Dark Phoenix. Uh so I would say, yeah, like, it, it should be revived some way. Keep it going. Because, like, but there's, does, there's uh, themes, there's some great things in there that should be still, yeah. you know. So, would you
0: say that the 90s X-Men show holds up? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. So that's that's it's, also it's, true. It's readily available. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, Lyle, I'm almost... Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say, Cody? Or Oh, no, that's it. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So good. Uh, so, I'm almost willing to switch my last pick with yours, because yours is a superhero show, too. Not to give you Yeah,
0: I was right. kind of thinking you could have picked this one instead of Donkey Kong when we were talking about relatable cartoon shows. But
1: I want to bring it back to relatable cartoons, but can we, to continue the superhero streak, can you talk about your show next? Or uh, very home? well, I suppose. It's got to keep the trend going, for cons- okay. and then I'm going to bring it back home.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. So, my next pick is... On another very highly venerated uh superhero show the batman animated series ah yes yeah. what an excellent show remarkable too because like at that time like we had the adam west show and then we had some burton stuff with... <laughs> is, that that, mark is that jack nicholson no that's
1: mark hamill that's mark hamill's joke yeah oh. <laughs>
0: I don't remember him laughing like that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I we didn't have,
1: have, I, all I know, all I the know anime that the anime
0: show was, was like, uh, very groundbreaking at the time, because it had so much, uh, mature subject matter, it was very, very stylistic, yeah, and yeah. grim. Like, I remember when I first watched the show, I was actually even kind of put off by the intro, like, the way Batman, like, then he approaches, like, criminals on the rooftop, he's like, doo 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 and his slits just get so narrow, and he just brutally beats them up, and it was so, like so stark there's a lot of atmosphere in the show it's atmospheric it's moody um but at the same time like i really like the kind of creativity they put into the show like Mm -hmm. all the (laughs) it's like one of those things i always say about batman like the rogues gallery is so interesting that sometimes i forget oh yeah batman's in the show yeah Yeah. because there's so many like uh good uh character beats that each villain has like, the, the villains are so bright-looking when you see them, and they
2: stand out compared mm-hmm. to, like, the universe of Bruce Wayne and Batman. In the yeah, show. And it's all... Bl- it's, it's, it's my only funny. regret with that show is that, like, I love the show, and I watched a handful of episodes. My only regret is I didn't watch it as much as I wanted to in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish I was a kid
0: watching that religiously, but I've only watched, like, whatever videos that they had.
3: Yeah, me was... too.
0: I did, it was a little before my time, yeah. but I still remember watching episodes of it.
3: Like, random um, episodes, yeah.
0: Yeah. And like like, I remember one,
2: it was, uh... It was the Riddler, it was the... It was the Edward Nigma kind of backstory on how he gets fired, and then he kidnaps his boss and puts him inside of this maze. And he has Batman and Robin go through, like, this maze to try to move forward. He has They have to figure out these little
0: riddles to get to the center of the maze where the boss is being held captive. It was funny, because when you first started, he got fired, and then he took his boss. I thought you were talking about the plot of Batman Forever. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs>
2: That, yeah. I, I watched that movie, and then I saw that episode, and I thought the episode was way better. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do, I'm a defender of Batman Ro- Batman Forever. <laughs> I was about to say Batman Robin. <laughs> a, I
1: like Batman Forever
0: too. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I, I didn't really enjoy it that much when I was younger. Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And there yeah. was
0: another episode of it where,
2: uh, or maybe I'm thinking of the movie because they they did a crossover movie with uh, Batman and um, and Superman. Superman. Yeah. Yeah, and the, it was Batman the Joker and Superman movie. Yeah, And is... Lex
0: Luthor and Joker teamed up, which is a far better film than
2: anything Zack Snyder can get his hands on yeah. of a crossover. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry, but it's true. No one can Can you imagine deny it. Can you imagine Jared Leto and Jesse Eisenberg teaming up oh, to gosh. fight Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill? <laughs> um, uh... Well, then you'd have Deathstroke there too and uh... Yeah, and but then Wonder Kevin, Woman. Kevin Conroy has, like... Oh, we gotta talk about the voice cast. Perfect it's, voice for Batman Bruce. It Stark. took me a while to get adjusted, but yeah, now any time I think of Batman's voice, I immediately think of Kevin Conroy. There's only Kevin Conroy. Yeah. But like he's done it in the video games, he's done it in... He was in the Arkham games. Ar- he was yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. So with Mark and, Hamill. Yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill. I did not realize it was Mark Hamill until I was, like, in grade nine, and I was like, Whoa. Luke Skywalker's the Joker? Holy shit. Pretty crazy. And And he's so good in it.
1: uh, Given the themes the show touches on, it was absolutely perfect back in 2016, or 2016 going into 2017, when he went on, uh, I think it was uh, Stephen Colbert's show, and he read Trump tweets in the Joker's voice. (laughs) Happy New Year to all, especially my many enemies. Who, I can't remember exactly what the tweet was, but you get the idea. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah
0: that's one thing i like about mark hamill like unlike a lot of modern jokers that are like so grim and psychologically damaged mark hamill's was like probably the most comic accurate joker we've seen because he was both funny and completely insidious yeah yeah and he could pull off a lot of schemes that would like get people killed if batman doesn't intervene well i remember one line he said that always makes me i always go back to it it was the one, it was like something with to do with fish, and Harley Quinn's allergic to fish. Oh. But it was something like, I don't remember the plot, but I just remember Joker is like winding up a fishing pole. And he's like, I'm going to make you look like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> like he says off-color what's, stuff like what's that. What's really
1: interesting, and it's worth mentioning that Harley Quinn was not Harley a Harley ca-
0: Quinn was a new character. Yeah, Harley Quinn yeah. was created got, for the show. She, she was invented, never, invented for the show.
1: She was never in the comics, but she became... Such a uh, popular character that she eventually got uh, her live-action adaptation and the most obnoxious couple costume for the Halloween of 2016. Yeah, everyone
0: always kind of romanticizes her relationship with Joker. But even in her first debut, like uh, Mad Love, which is an episode I always remember from the show, is so goddamn sad. It shows Harley Quinn, like, trying to, like, be romantic with Joker and Joker's just always abusive to her, doesn't pay attention to her. Yeah, and she, in order to get his affection, she actually manages to capture Batman, and then she's like, "No, Joker will love me," and Batman just breaks down, laughing at her, and he's he's like, "You fool, you know, you should know better than to to fall in love with Joker," and he like, and then she gets even madder, and then like Joker comes in and sees that she's captured Batman. And he's angry at her because it's his job to capture Batman. And she, he literally smashes her through a window and she lands on the ground of this really tall building. And it's super sad. And the saddest thing is when they all get arrested at the end. Like Harley's like thinking herself in her like psychiatrist voice like before she becomes Harley Quinn. Because it's her ownership story. And like she's like I'm never going to fall for Mr. J again. I'm over him. And then like she finds flowers given to, him, to her by uh, Mr. J. And she starts smiling, He's like, oh, isn't he the greatest? <laughs> like, that's just yeah. so sick. Like, I,
2: I like, it's clear to me that the show definitely derived its style and atmosphere from Tim Burton. Like, it kind of yeah. carried that there, over. There's because definitely, like, a lot of gothic material in that show. Because yeah. Danny Elfman does, like, the theme of the show, and... Oh, wow. Yeah, like, it, it clearly came from Tim Burton's kind of imagination. Yeah, like, isn't it just the same theme as the, the first Batman movie? no there's a very there's a bit of a variation like okay 89
0: batman has like and the cartoon's
1: like yeah yeah uh you talking about the joker uh what i thought was kind of interesting is the joker like the the jack nicholson live action joker is a really good combination of hilarious and like horrifying like there's a scene where uh, like Kim Basinger uh, asks him. Is it Basinger or Basinger? Uh, Basinger. Basinger. Kim Basinger asks. You watch The Simpsons. Yeah. Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger asks. God damn it, Ron Howard. <laughs> but um, so Kim Basinger asks, um, "What do you want?" And then he smiles. My face on the one dollar bill. Like My it, face makes me, it makes on the one dollar. It makes you laugh, but <laughs> it's also like really. Sk- it's also really eerie. But then you watch not saying i'm not in any way shape or form saying that heath ledger's jared leto's fuck jared leto um jared leto's or or, he heath ledger's joker or walking phoenix's joker i'm not saying they're bad but the edge factor with them is they're not very funny jokers well they're
0: realistic jokers yeah Yeah. it's like if if you could see joker in like modern a modern day setting this is how they would act yeah yeah in, in nolan's verse I, I i do appreciate their takes as well i do yeah. think they're like very worthy as being called some of the best jokers around yeah. that's just the one thing i appreciate batman in general it's just it, it's
2: changed so much of different tones and different takes on it throughout yeah, the generations there's a lot but, you can do with them yeah. yeah there's a lot you can do but in that. the
1: animated show i i didn't watch it very much i didn't watch it because for reasons i mentioned earlier but yeah um, if
0: you're <laughs> afraid of superheroes if you're afraid of superheroes, then yeah, this show would probably kind of, like, give you the creeps. I would, I want to it It could check be it unsettling though. at times. I want to, I want to check this out now. Honorable
2: Mentioning show. is the 90s, uh, Spider-Man show. Ah, oh, That's yes. a good superhero yeah. show, too. Yeah. I only remember the very last few episodes of that show. That's all I I, I remember Doctor Octopus. Was that Spider-Man the... Unlimited, or? No, it later? was Spider-Man no. Secret Wars, and the Spidey universe, where it was kind of, like, kind of reminded us of... Kind of remind me of when it I saw a, it Into the Spider Verse a little bit of
0: a breath into yeah. the world yeah. of like various dimensions, yeah.
2: And then he meets Stanley at the very last episode. Oh wow! Like he uh, goes to our universe yeah. where he meets Stanley, and Stanley's blown away that like a real Spider
0: Man came in from another
2: dimension to see him today. <laughs> That's nice. It Excelsior. Was cute. Yeah.
0: yeah. One one episode, I'll just mention one episode I love the most out of Batman. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I, one of my favorite Batman villains is surprisingly uh, Mister Freeze yeah because originally mr freeze was a very like very one note character he just shot people with guns and he ran he he always robbed banks there wasn't much to him but the animated show was the one that actually gave him the development of he, he has a terminally ill wife that keeps cryogenically frozen well, batman
1: and robin did that Batman anim- and
0: robin touched on it but it was origin it originated in the animated show yeah and it was uh oh that was such a good episode i think it won awards for just how great it was they made a movie sub-zero yeah yeah we'll talk about the movies later but like yeah there's
2: yeah how long did it run for again
0: uh well there were two versions of the show there was the original run and then there was the batman robin animated series which was a little bit more um a little goofier in tone i think oh man that reminds me of one episode there's an episode where like it was sort of like a what if scenario like what if Barbara Gordon died while being Batgirl. Mm. And, yeah, it just goes down such a downward spiral of a road where, like, almost everyone is either arrested or gets killed off. Wow. (laughs) And then it's just all a dream at the end. (laughs) So, I mean it when I say it's a what-if scenario. But, yeah, that was another really uh, grim episode. It had a lot of good... It had a lot of, like, character arcs, too, because there was more than one Robin. There was, um... There was... Um, Dick Grayson, who later evolved into being Nightwing. I I don't know if Jason Todd was in the series, I think. Because I know Tim Drake was like the Red Robin. He was like the youngest uh, Robin they had. Yeah. Who, who was, got really fucked up in the Batman Beyond movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if Jason Todd was in the show. I don't know. Was it, I mean, was it a... If I ask you, was it
2: adapted into a movie? It was several movies. There but were a couple movies. But there's one... Looking worth
0: mentioning. Actually, there, there's two here that I see. I, I, I assume you're referring to Mask of the Phantasm. Absolutely. Because yeah. that is a legitimately good movie. Wow, that one goes to some really twisted places. Yeah. Uh, it is a really good one. Yeah, that's a great one. Very underrated. Uh And the one I saw... Uh, speaking of Mr. Freeze, was Batman, Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Yeah. I saw that a couple times. i never seen it, but I remember it because
2: it played... Every time I watched uh, Space Jam growing up on VHS, that was always one of the
0: previews that
2: played oh, in front yeah. of it.
0: It's going to get cold this summer. sub Very cold. I love Mr. Freeze. That's all I design. remember, the tagline. Yeah. I like the design of Mr. Freeze in that show, because yeah. he has like these soulless red eyes. Yeah. He has like almost like this Martian suit. And you know, yeah, it's like a space suit that you can't he, wear. He always talks he in this really deep like I'm coming to get you, Batman. And, and they, they wanted to Nora. They wanted to go with that design for Batman and Robin and have Patrick Stewart play him. Oh and wow. why they didn't do that, I have no idea. That would have been like well, I don't want Patrick Stewart and Batman and Robin.
1: Because <laughs> he would he, would, but, well, he I would think Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger kind of fit in that cheesy like yeah. pastiche that they went with, he would have fit better than Patrick Stewart. I don't mind, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, Mr. Freeze is so laughable that I quote it even to this day. Yeah, yeah. everyone does. Yeah, it's so, um, he's so fucking funny in that movie. Fun fact, nice. uh, <laughs> the dinosaurs? The
1: Ice Age! Um, one of... It's, it's interesting to, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh in the 60s batman show uh george saunders george sanders um who was the voice of Sher khan in the jungle book from the 60s he uh was mr freeze in the anime Bat- I, I, in the original batman i faintly show. remember him in that show i'm not show. sure yeah yeah i'm
2: actually not sure about
0: that. yeah but like another thing is like in the animated show for mr freeze they adapted him to a t in arkham city and he's like one of the best parts of that game because yeah. his boss fight is so like multi-layered yeah. Like, so, he, he catches on to every single thing you do when you try to fight him, and you have to keep coming up with new strategies in order to get the the upper hand. Yeah. But, yeah. An interesting question
2: is that if I'd ask, should it be revived? It almost feels like that tone has been revived in film and in, uh, like, that's kind of the way we perceive it, Batman it now. It quite
0: a legacy. Like, to be honest, there's,
2: there's no, there's the known kind of like, the Arkham games, the Arkham
0: games, shitload of elements from the animated series. Like even some of the voice cast return. Yeah. But yeah. to do it as a show again, I don't know if it's necessary cuz yeah, it's
2: nah, it's it's always so relevant in other yeah, mediums. It'll come
1: you? it's a it's it's a it's a genius uh concept of cross-platform storytelling. Like, like yeah. if yeah. it's not a, if it doesn't come back as a show, it'll come back as a game or as a movie. Yeah. It'll be re- yeah, but,
0: like it it still rings true throughout like even like modern interpretations of Batman. So yeah. yeah, I don't think it needs to be revived. I think just stick with just just watch that series. It it is so it certainly holds up it holds on. <laughs> okay. i like how that question is sometimes like the fourth question is sometimes answered in the third it's like i don't think it needs to be revived right. it's perfectly fine on its own does it stand up what did i just say <laughs> you yeah. know like yeah yeah. So, yeah that's my that's my last choice is uh the animated series good please choice. check so, it out very good choice. to bring us, us on you.
1: home we've covered a lot of stuff about the relatability of growing up and I said before that I was a TVO Kids kid, and this was my favorite show on TVO Kids. In Canada, its home was the CBC and TVO Kids in Ontario, but in America, its home was PBS. Yes. And there's just one thing i just like to say, and I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you learn to love and play. Work and play. And get, play. It. And get it. And along with, with each, each other. other. Hey! Arthur. What a wonderful
2: kind of day. Hey! What a wonderful kind of day. Hey! Hey! Oh. DW!
1: Hey! Oh. <laughs> Arthur. I love Arthur. Uh oh, It man. is... Pro- what's interesting... Okay, so I don't even know where to begin with Arthur. So basically, it started in... It's based off the, the children's book series written by Mark Brown. Yeah. Uh, his show was turned into a series in 1996. And basically its heyday was the 90s. It didn't. Di- it started to dip in quality after 2000, 2001, but by the time it hit 2000, it had four seasons under its belt. So that's incredible to mm-hmm. me. Uh, w- so who is Arthur? Arthur Reed is an anthropomorphic aardvark who, who looks, looks nothing like a goddamn aardvark. He, he really doesn't. A-A-R-E-V-A-K.
0: A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. <laughs> oh, he God. looks more like a bear than an aardvark.
1: Well, what's interesting is like... the. the the whole show the whole cast is anthropomorphic animals so yeah yeah. it's kind of like Franklin where he gets a name but then
2: all of his other friends are named after their species What makes you so special Franklin Franklin? (laughs)
0: you are not a Franklin you are a goddamn turtle (laughs) now act
2: like
1: one go eat some pizza or say cowabunga or some (laughs) shit Um, but our American audience isn't going to know who Franklin is because that's an exclusively Canadian it is yeah yeah, well what about Arthur that's was an american canadian co-production so, yeah, yeah it and like the author spread. was american i believe so okay. I'll have to, let me fact check this uh, okay Those well yeah so anyway so arthur reed is a, he lives in the fictional elwood city and uh i've read that the aesthetic of elwood city is based that very much off of boston or sub, the suburban part of boston that. yeah uh, okay. have, have any of you, have any of you been to boston I mind checking no there. actually um they got good clam chowder. Oh yeah, but so it's implied that it takes place like near a lake, but it's kind of a landlocked city because the ocean is implied that it's sort of close okay, by. Okay, but what the,
0: how's the show? Yeah, so the show the is, show is like?
1: phenomenal. Um this show is all about growing up and every it's so diverse that literally every every and any topic that you can think of arthur has covered it like when it came to growing up it's true it's so vast so i I, I, i'm i'm gonna talk about a bit of the characters because there's way too many to get into in fact there's so much material to cover that we may have to save like a a deep dive of arthur like for another day (laughs) because it's already been a long episode but the point (laughs) is um the so Arthur, it, like I said, he's an anthropomorphic Arbarch who lives under his parents. They're all kids. They're in third grade. So th- he lives with his parents, uh, David and Jane. And David is a caterer and one of the most uh, peculiar and uh, influential like chefs you'll probably ever see. And he's
0: always trying to make his damn souffle. Yeah. I
1: didn't even know that the, that's... what
2: his parents' names were yeah, David, David called, and Jane. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, oh, no. wow. his
1: his mother Jane is mentioned. His is she's called Jane Wait, once. What, what does she do? Jane is an accountant and oh, wow. she runs. Uh, she she. she both his parents work, and they're both, like, uh, usually very busy. But they're not workaholics. There's tons of episodes and, where they're, like... their grandma
0: comes... Grandma off.
1: Thora is the best. In fact, she actually kind of reminds me of my Nana. Grandma Thora was just how knowledgeable she was yeah, and how she cool she was. Yeah, she reminds me of my Oma, too, Yeah. yeah. And then there's Grandpa Dave who lives on a farm. And uh, so that's just the Reed fan. Oh, I forgot to mention there's Baby Kate uh, who you, is. You're adorable. also forgetting a the certain... same cry you're that she does every DW time. DW fucking Reed! <laughs> oh my Deep. god! Her full name her full her full we call her everyone one knows her as D W but her full name is Dora, Dora, Winifred, Dora, Winifred. Dora Winifred Dora Winifred so I don't remember any of these details um uh, <laughs> oh my god so basically it's been years since I've seen it so, oh yeah. Yeah. it's been years for me too but so, I I remember it then, um like. so so that's just the, but D W is one of the most annoying child characters in the whole in all of animation okay, yeah. ultimate
0: death match who would win Angelica pickle or Is her last name Pickles? Pickles, yeah. yeah she, okay, Pickles, okay, yeah. yeah, she's a Pickles. Um, Helga, or DW. Who is the worst? Is this is more annoying. Um, oh, yeah, just overall, like, I can't stand... This is You guys are gonna have to
1: do this, because I didn't watch your do uh, not often, but I'm very familiar with DW. Okay, yeah, DW. DW, in my... I'm, I'm completely biased, but DW... Hey, maybe I should
0: make a quiz. DW
1: gets... Um, more progressively more annoying as the series is, pl- as the series plays out. Like I, we want to talk about some, there is some slight chronology, uh, with the show, but DW, one thing about DW is that she is progressively more annoying with each season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we could dedicate, we're going to have to do a deeper dive in that. So art, the show is predominantly about Arthur's friends and their adventures in the third grade and just in life in general. Uh, th- that's the plot of the show. Uh, occasionally they'll dedicate some episodes to DW and her friends, uh, who she's in daycare. Uh, but so it's kind
2: of like, Hey Arnold in recess where every character gets like their yeah. time to shine. Now it's a community. Yeah. Arthur's yeah. friends,
1: his best friend is an anthropomorphic rabbit named Buster Baxter. Now Buster is one of the most fascinating characters because he's, he's, I wouldn't even call him stupid. Uh, he's not like the dumb friend. He's very naive, he's very a little
0: simple. He's
1: he's simple minded, uh, but he's naive. He's naive in the most lovable way possible. He's cr- deeply creative and deeply funny. Like his he aspires to be a, a stand up comedian, and I think he'd actually be really good at that. If yeah. if they ever were to do a spin off where. Uh, the the kids and Arthur grow up. We'll talk about that later. But if they ever do a spinoff where they grow up, Buster would probably be the stand up comedian who writes uh, conspiracy columns in his spare time because he's a deep believer in aliens and UFO culture. Yeah. and uh, yeah, and he's also he's always the guy who assumes that the shady character isn't the shady a character we don't know a lot about is an alien. Francine Frensky is um, an anthropomorphic, I think, chimpanzee. Where um, she's very athletic, uh, she's very um, outspoken, very competitive, but uh, she's, of all the characters who play musical instruments, she actually makes her musical uh, instrument a hobby because she's a drummer, and she's a good drummer too. Mm. Um, Now... So and she, but she's very competitive. Uh she's very she can be rude at times, but she does have a heart of gold. She knows she's kinda
0: like Spinelli and that she has that like tomboy. She quality really does. To her. And oh, yeah. Yeah, you, didn't, that. That you did that. That was common in the nineties actually. You didn't
1: touch upon this in recess, but uh there is an episode where T J and Spinelli kiss just to experiment. Ooh. There is an episode of Arthur, Arthur and the Square Dance where uh, a rumor gets started binky and muffy think arthur and francine are in love with each other and they actually try to get them to kiss and then it, the kiss doesn't happen but they they do i, mean, agree I, I like,
0: did read that one arthur book uh, arthur's valentine yeah where, like francine asks arthur to give her a kiss and he gives her like a hershey's kiss instead Aww. and leaves the- <laughs> that's
2: cute it's funny when you said binky because binky reminds me a lot of uh harold from hey arnold yeah where- borderline bully but borderline kind of friend yeah, he's very selective I actually, on what I actually, he, he I yeah. actually think
0: Banky reminds me a lot more of Nelson, Nelson from
2: The Muntz. Simpsons yeah yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I always just look at Nelson Moore as the bully, but there's never been... T- there's been a few times the where difference between he's Nelson... been friends with Bart, but,
0: like... The I, difference is, there's... like, Binky certainly, like, chills out Binky yeah, doesn't break after the a while. Yeah. But the, the thing is... Well, the no, di- of course not. The
1: difference... And Binky has a really decent home life. Like, both his parents are together, and he's not, like, an, an impoverished character. Yeah, That's yeah. an... Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention about the family dynamic is Arthur and his parents, like, both work. They both live a very standard, like, suburban home that they own. Own. Buster lives in a townhouse uh and his parent he he his mother is single yeah they, um, his parents divorced his parent he's the only character in the main group of friends where his parents are divorced Francine lives in a con, in a low rent condo and his Her father, who is the coolest parent character on the whole show. Her dad, (laughs) Oliver Frensky, is the coolest parent character. He's a garbage man. And there actually is an episode where she's embarrassed to admit that he's a garbage man, but they totally own up to the fact that he's a garbage man. I don't remember any of these details. I don't remember that. That's crazy. And then there's, like, Muffy. Okay, you want to talk about the girly girl? Muffy is... The most is is probably not quite as annoying as DW, but she's pretty up there. She, she reminds me of Phoebe from Doug. She reminds me of Veronica from the
0: Archie comics because she's like really well off. Yeah. Compared to all yeah. the other characters. And if you want to know
3: what the
1: real joke of it is? Um, she, yeah, Phoebe's her a good d- example. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, her Muff, Muffy's mom is a stay-at-home mom. She lives in a mansion. Do you know what her dad does for a living? Is he a car salesman His something? No. This is where the real punchline is. I think that it's an in-joke that they are trying to make... Muffy's dad is not just a car salesman but he is a used car salesman uh, and this guy right. he, he, she, he they, the family has enough money to match Jeff Bezos like they are th- they are that rich like they can pay for anything Muffy always brings the coolest toys and the coolest gadgets to school and, and the she's always funny. fashionable and she's very stuck up like and but for some reason Muffy and Francine become best friends like the tomboy and the girly girl are the best friends so I think that's actually a really interesting dynamic i also really like the brain i love his, his first name is alan i genuinely do not know what his last name is but it's his, brain yeah no. alan the brain, alan, <laughs> Al, Al, brain. the brain no. Pinky
3: and, Pinky
0: the and alan the brain yeah. alan
1: and the brain
0: oh that that's what they been were been going a, for that would have been a good idea Pinky and, and
1: the brain have so many episodes where they're just a unit together and it's yeah. so, binky
0: and the brain <laughs> One is a genius. Just for if the I the other had,
1: one's a bully. <laughs> yeah,
0: if I had Henke to, Pinky and the Brain would have been good for this episode. Yeah, too. honorable mention. Well, we there have are, to
1: talk about uh, Animaniacs, Animaniacs, really, because yeah. uh, that that's probably going to have to be its own episode. I haven't.
0: Oh, I didn't really watch that show a lot, oh, so that's no. why I didn't pick it. Right. But back to
1: Arthur. So yes. now
2: back to Arthur, and now back to Arthur. Yeah, that was
1: that, was that was cool. Uh, Arthur had the in between segment where live action kids talk about the episode we just watched. Or they they I remember the. Like painting and doing arts and crafts. Yeah, and, and they that. went to yeah, they yes. went to really little kids, like they yeah. went to kindergartners or grade first graders. Mm. But then, um, yeah, this. So, and Binky Barnes is probably my favorite character. He's both. The, he's the frenemy. He's a. Boy. I like his voice. Yeah. Oh, and also there's Sue Ellen Armstrong. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Who is she's very she's not a mean character ever she's overly nice and she's probably the most diverse because her par she's that family who she's the new character like she's like gus from recess her parents aren't in the army her parents are just explorers and travelers and her dad has had like jobs that move them all over the world and- cody's
0: face is so perplexed by your knowledge of no, Arthur. No, no no no
2: i just don't remember these characters actually what were um, the
0: names uh sue ellen armstrong she, she's, she was the mouse uh was she a mouse
1: I don't think so. I, oh, was she like small? No, that's Fern. Yeah, Fern. Okay. She's the Fern dad. Walters. Oh. She's can't... the self-conscious one, yeah. yeah. Fer- Fern is, yeah. is the quiet one who's a poet. Who, where's a... That moose-looking kid. George?
0: Yeah, he gave everyone head lice. <laughs> uh,
1: George actually... God damn it, George. What's interesting is George didn't really come into his own until like four seasons in. It's and, like Butters from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> George is well, the Butters. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't that think... It, what's interesting is <laughs> George... Um, I, I stopped watching the show like after this, the fifth season cause yeah. I, it, because uh, by I. by mean, the we, time we, we said... grew before, out of it. Yeah, you do grow out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's going to sp-
0: come into uh, one of the questions later, yeah, but we'll so, get to
1: that. But yeah, so basically, uh, George uh, gets tested for dyslexia, and, and he actually gets, uh, he's, he's shown to be dyslexic, and there, my friend, uh, many years ago, I don't think our, our audience knows this, but I've mentioned a couple times in the last couple episodes about the autism spectrum. I'm actually on the autism spectrum, Evan. Uh, I have Asperger's syndrome, I was diagnosed when I was five, and a few years ago, Arthur actually covered Asperger's Syndrome. Uh, like I said before any topic you can think of that is relevant to childhood, Arthur has covered it. Everything. They have literally been on for that long. They have covered so much. Oh. Now what's in, now the episode where they talk about Asperger's Syndrome, because apparently it's revealed that George might have it. And Brain, I think, b- explains what Asperger's Syndrome is like to George. And mm. uh, because Brain is the only one who would be like really knowledgeable about that. Because your brain is very scientifically inclined. Um, There's even one episode where he casually just says, I can make rocket fuel easily. And I'm like, uh, kid, are you going to be on the FBI watch list? Timothy McVeigh over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Dexter from Dexter's laboratory.
0: Uh, <laughs> but anyways no, none of the same ilk yeah. as timothy mcvick so that's
1: the characters and the episode. oh yeah you
0: forgot a few you forgot um the principal
1: oh yeah principal haney um he's I, great uh, he just, he's he, like he, this bubbling... he's so
0: hard done by him.
1: yeah uh he's... Oh, I, remember yeah, I remember one remember, episode glasses i remember the he, episode yeah, yeah.
0: where he gets he's like getting ice cream and arthur accidentally like ties him to his bike Yes! I'm sorry!
1: I'm sorry! Wait, isn't there a clown that's allergic to dogs? That's uh, Pickles the Clown. He's not a very recurring character. I don't character. remember that guy. How do I but remember? We that's remember that? In the epi- <laughs> that's in the episode where Kate wants a balloon at a carnival and she starts crying and then Anyways. by the way, Arthur's dog's name is Pal. I Pal.
0: And yes. we are forgetting the best character in the show. Mr. Rapper. Mr. Rapper. Mr. Ratburn. Ratburn. Mr. Rapp- Ratburn. 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 Ratburn,
1: Mr. Ratburn is not what you think would be the teacher from hell, but he's, he's not mean. He's got that
0: Finster quality where it's like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to be alone. Like, I
3: don't well, want I remember to being nice. He is nice. Mr. Rappers, very nice. Mr. Ratburn is super cool. Yeah. Like,
1: and do you remember how this? There's, there are a couple episodes that that Arthur paralleled, and there's actually, lots of shows have, I think, taken episodes from Arthur. Because there's an episode, much like how when Spinelli has to live with Miss Finster, there is an episode where Mr. Rappern's roof caves in from a snowstorm, and he has to go stay with Arthur for a weekend. And Arthur discovers that not only is Mr. Rappern like, a super cool... Human, uh, not human, because he's a rat. They're all they're all anthropomorphic animals. But not only is Mister Rapper a super cool person, he like is uh, he has he's very smart, but he also is super understanding. Like mm. um, he uh, Mister Rapper is deeply creative. Outside of teaching, he coaches basketball. He runs puppet shows for little kids. He also is a magician, and he did. There's an episode where he works in a joke shop for the summer. Uh, it's a really, um, Mr. Rapper, um, is the teacher that he actually reminds me of my third grade teacher, Mr. Musen. But the thing, the thing that I always found clever about their third grade classes, Mr. Rapper is a third grade teacher. He teaches them like they're in easily grade 12. Like the work they, they have to write like a thousand word. They have to write like, uh, yes, 5,000 word essays Like for homework Some of the and...
0: homework they had Just a little homework Tonight yeah.
1: I have to talk about that yeah. episode Oh that was a great episode but And yeah, you're the one Who doesn't right. like musicals But that episode's awesome That's Those
0: songs slap Yeah
2: I Can, can I tell one episode That I remember Yeah that, for sure That gave me Like anxiety Watching it as a kid
0: Which the one? The Spelling Bee one? No no no
2: It was the episode where, uh, DW was, she joined a gymnastics class. DW flips. And then she is on the high beam. Yes. I don't know. For some reason she's trying to show off that she can be on the high beam with one foot with one leg and she's about to fall off and all that. I just remember as a kid, like, I, I don't know if to this day, I still like remember just feeling so scared for her. And like, and what's interesting is that the structure of that episode, I remember where it shows that at the beginning and then it'll show the title of the episode but it'll flash it'll, it'll flash back to how yes. we got to
1: that point. all the episodes yeah. they have they start with a, a cute little title card animation and then they have like a prologue yeah yeah and yeah. they talked about that scene in retrospect and i, I remember thinking
2: oh that's intense and then when we got to the actual point at the end where like her, i think her mom caught her right before she was about yes. to fall uh yeah, her like, best
1: friend runs in at the very last minute with the teacher and yeah. her and DW's mom, and
2: it just it, scared me. And and it really also does. the thing that I always remember, like I don't remember specific things about the show, but you want know want to know one thing I'll always remember because it was a bit of a repetitive thing about the show. Yeah. is the music, the band, the, the banjo stuff, like and the, yeah. the intense stuff, like the, the... like it gets higher, <laughs> or that or that
0: sentimental song, like. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: this show's boom, boom, boom.
1: musical properties are—it's—it it, it, the the, the it, it feels like they raided a uh, royalty-free music website and just used the same stock tracks. Even the sound effects, like
0: the dream sequence, like
1: yeah, or
0: when it goes from like.
2: Yeah, you know, like yeah, fantasy, daydreams. Yeah, yeah. Now
1: let's talk about the fantasies for a second because the fantasies are deeply creative, but yeah, and some of them they, are like they, they really
0: remind me of Doug or something. Yeah, Quail Man. Yeah, Quail Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like when Doug spaces out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I there, like I said, uh, if or in sticking around. Yeah, sticking around does yeah. it too. Yeah,
1: I've, yeah. There's definitely going to have to be like an episode where we dedicate to Arthur. But I'll talk <laughs> about some noteworthy. Uh, my favorite episode. I'll ask you guys what your favorite episodes, or at least the yeah. one that you remember. Yeah. My favorite episode is Francine Frensky Superstar. The plot of the episode is uh, the class puts on a, a school play about Thomas Edison and they petition Mr. Rapper to give her the role of Thomas Edison because in the past she's had, she's gotten uh, like the shit end of the stick with uh, roles in school plays, okay. to the point where she gets like physically injured or humiliated, and they want her to have like a, a role that's dignified. So they petition Mr. Rappern to give her the role of Thomas Edison in the class play, and then she goes full tilt diva and acts like it's her show. She actually, actually, like she's the director, and ironically, Mr. Rappern doesn't put a stop to any of this. Like that's how much of a pushover Mr. Rappern can be. But uh, um, so but the the kids have to put a stop to it, and they sabotage the rehearsal show for the kindergartners in the real, in a really funny way. Like, they say their lines wrong on purpose. They botch sequences all over the place. And mm. Fran- it's both a funny and heartfelt episode because after that sequence, you see Francine crying her eyes out in the makeup room. But then the kids all say, Francine, this is our show. Oh. And then for the parents' show, they do the show the right way and it's a very earned moment. Like- okay,
2: wow. You just, unha- un- like unhatched like a memory and yeah. I, I like I'm just now remembering from like the, the back of my brain. Yeah. Did, like did did the curtains close and like she fell and
1: just her head is just showing on the bottom. Uh, yeah, no that's when they're doing the can can and the kindergartners are laughing their asses off and then she's running and then the curtain closes on her and she her head falls. Her yeah. head is
2: just the only thing that's showing and, and then, then it, it cuts to her crying. Yeah it does. Holy shit. It's yeah. funny that when you say that you start to remember stuff. Yeah. Holy crap.
0: Um, so...
3: Inception.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what are some episodes that? That's my favorite. Uh, uh, I, I have a
0: couple. I had this one VHS tape that had two specific stories. One was Arthur writes a story. Yeah. And that's the other the was locked in the library. And like I used to write a lot of stories when I was a kid, so I used to love this episode so much. And you wear glasses. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just love that episode because it kind of shows the creative process, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a criticism of like um what's the word i'm thinking of like uh See, audience testing uh,
1: uh, audience because testing.
0: arthur is too self-conscious to write a story he has to ask various people like uh what do you like in a story what do you like in a story it's like yeah i think it should take place in outer space or it needs to have like uh i kind of forget what the, but like everyone was like kind of pitching an idea that they like yeah and arthur was trying to like please everyone to the point where he pleased no one to the and like he, i remember one it becomes a country song that is about elephants dancing on the moon
1: dancing schmelfand you know, like
0: dun, dun. here uh,
1: on planet schmelfand
0: and i love when he read that to his grandma it's like what'd you think oh well, it wasn't really my thing, but you wrote it, so I liked it. And then Arthur just crumples it up. <laughs> and then and like, I love, I love when he actually says it to the class. And Binky raises his hands, like, did really, that actually happen? <laughs>
3: okay. And then he, I love up,
0: Binky. And then he ended up telling the story of like how he got his dog, and everyone really liked that story because even Mister Rapper did. He gave him a really good mark, and he just has to write it by like next week, and, and then all, he's done.
1: And all of this started because D.W. said this. D.W for some reason does not like pal like dw is not a dog person <laughs> i remember one time there's an episode where they have another dog he's like
0: what a beautiful dog so much better than arthur's <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: like shut oh, up yeah. she says <laughs> that all the time she it's does she's, she's
0: so nasty to um, arthur um and then in like the one where they're locked in the library it's like arthur and francine have to work on a project together but like Arthur said something mean to Francine like uh, uh, indirectly. He called her a marshmallow. He called her got... a marshmallow and she got all angry at him. Yeah. I mean, come on. A marshmallow yeah. out of but... all insults. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things.
1: She she she's self-conscious about her weight. Okay, yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. But yeah, and then they they have to do a project and they sleep in the library and then they get stuck in there. I don't know why the staff never like looked after like who's still in the place but they get lost in yeah. there. And, um, yeah, then they're still at each other's throats throughout most of the episode. There's even some imagery that kind of reminds me of, like, a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. The evil Dead. Because the trees Sam come Raimi, to Sam Raimi, um,
1: in the one in a million chance you're listening, make a, li- make a Arthur movie where that's all about the library. <laughs> oh my god. Make yeah. an Arthur movie, just make ma-
0: No, make a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, like... <laughs> yeah, go on. God. And, yeah they 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 chillax in like the lounge where the employees sit and then they get found yeah and then like Arthur and like Francine work work each other's differences out i just i just like that episode cuz it's
1: and from that episode their act they actually remain fr- like bet the best of friends for the most part <laughs> so, so, some chronology there.
0: Yeah, there's a timeline. Uh, oh, yeah. So, should we get into questions now? Uh,
1: oh, I was going to say some uh, episodes. Yeah. I oh, remember. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk are. about Co- as Cody where you were say s- something, and then I want to talk about two controversial episodes. Okay. There we go. As,
0: you were,
2: as you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I mean, this episode, I remember this happening. So, I do remember it more than I thought. Uh, I remember one episode that they were doing... I, I forget what the name of the person was that they were watching in the movies, but it was clearly a James Bond kind of... James Hound, yeah. Yeah, so they wanted to make their own movie. Oh, yeah, I love that. And they were doing, like, an action scene where he's on the bicycle, like arthur's on the bicycle and he's supposed to go this will do the trick and he does like the smoke kind of bomb he sprays thing. baby powder he sprays baby powder but baby powder as they were shooting gets all over him instead yeah. <laughs> and then he like wipes out on his bike i just uh, remember thinking like that the whole movie just ended up being like a production like a, a failure and I, I just remember like thinking that's so relevant just for filmmakers oh, like yeah. us you know yeah. Like, yeah having bad shoots and all that yeah um <laughs> there's another one i remember where uh DW was scared
1: of fires and fire drills... I related heavily to that because yeah. I was that kid, Tara. I didn't like the sound of the fire alarm. I wasn't scared that the school was going to burn down. I just didn't like fire drills. There was I mean, that. Loud, there yeah. was that shot of like I forget their names with the the, the two, Timble twins,
2: the Timble twins. Yeah, the the, the, the,
1: the original shit disturbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh they god. Were,
2: she was like having <laughs> I a nightmare. To the character breakdown. They're like. having a nightmare and they're dressed like uh, fireman, and they're like fire, fire drill, drill, fire drill. drill, and they start walking into the fire as they're like ha 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 ha. Like it just
1: always remember being so like. Like crazy, like, some of like I said, some of these fantasies or dream sequences in this show are absolutely like horrifying. Uh, I remember one where
0: Binky is like trying to eat a hamburger. Oh he's like, god,
1: Mommy, he's gonna bite that's me. in the
0: night. And Flight then a episode. giant hamburger comes out and grabs his. Let go of my son! And now, and when I was a kid, anytime time I ate a burger, I thought I was gonna like cry in pain. Aw, so that <laughs> kind of scarred me a bit. Don't
1: watch sausage party. <laughs> mm.
2: Oh, and. It's not an episode, it's a scene where uh, uh, D.W. had, like, this inflatable shark.
1: Sharky. Oh, yeah, the sharky. beach episode, right? Yeah,
2: they're watching, like, a movie, like, it's like Jaws. Yeah. And, like, it cuts to their reactions, and they're like, oh, why'd you pick this movie? It's like, I didn't. It's It was sharky, and it just pans over. It's yeah. just a shark with,
0: like, popcorn in the, in and, the movie like, theater, drink, just watching <laughs> it, like, just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, we've all had toys like that. But so. my
2: favorite episode, or I would say, like, not... I don't even say it's a favorite. It's just such a memorable episode because of how raw and like kind of oh shit kind of it went. And now it's kind of a meme in the in the internet days now. But it's the one the the angry one. It's the one where Arthur makes a plane like a model that plane. That was I was going
1: to talk about and, in the controversial episode. Yeah, okay. that's
2: a controversial episode. Yeah, and in the plane he makes this model plane. He's all happy about it, proud about it. DW breaks it, and she's like. Saying a bunch of nonsense like, it's like her oh, rationale, you built it wrong. she was so you spiteful it wrong. and yeah. And then the anger is building into Arthur. The freaking clouds are turning dark behind him. I think there's even lightning. <laughs> there is a lightning storm. Yeah. They show that meme of his fist, like it's not literally yeah. a meme. Just his fist getting up, and he goes, "I told you not to touch it," and then he <laughs> doesn't even show it. It doesn't so, even show the punch, it just shows the aftermath of her falling down, and then she just starts crying, there's like a pause, and she starts crying to her parents. Yeah, she show. And I, I was just thinking, whoa, like, this the show got really, like, raw, and like, yeah. but it's so relevant today, anyone that has siblings, or just, you know, like, oh, you're yeah. not supposed to hit your siblings, it's just a very timeless, like, lesson about not getting along with your siblings, it can be annoying, mistakes happen. Can you imagine if the kids but... in
1: the movie Mid90s saw that episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, oh, sure. Lucas Hedges. I mean, Just, like, that's the least of their worries in that oh God, God movie. Yeah. Hitting your
2: sibling. <laughs> Lucas Hedges is beating up the kid. But, but yeah. yeah. So, this... Oh, but another funny thing that happened in that episode was when uh, they're putting, like, a... Like, ice. A, ice on, on her brew. She goes, Ow! What? That's cold. <laughs> like, I just,
0: I thought that was really funny.
2: I mean, we're laughing
1: at something horrible, but yeah. that
0: is a really rough episode to sit
2: through.
1: I was going to the, the two controversial episodes was that one was, that was our really? big hit because apparently like it got soaked. It was the reception apparently amongst the parents community was so controversial that they stopped airing it for a while. Another episode that, that it's almost recent. never aired. No, I'm not going to, we'll get into that in the questions, but okay. Uh, uh, crushed this is an episode that's very similar to the new kid on the block episode of the simpsons where arthur has a legitimate crush on an older girl who comes to babysit for him and dw and she's a gamer girl she's super cool like i wish this girl was my i actually had a babysitter very much like this girl but i didn't have a crush on her um because my hormones hadn't kicked in yet at the time but (laughs) the point is arthur has a crush on the babysitter and then the babysitter one time is unavailable and he takes it as like a personal heartbreak or betrayal it's very similar to the Simpsons episode where that Laura girl babysits Bart I
0: don't remember that very well it was
1: but i just remember watching it and then i remember my friend josh telling me it was so controversial that it doesn't it it airs very rarely if ever at all because like, like arthur likes an older girl yeah no the concept of like a kid having a crush and i don't understand why that episode was so controversial. that's, that's an, a very common thing if with, it was
0: an adult maybe like yeah. you're trying to make a relationship out of it but yeah but, like a te- but no
1: she's a, it's controversial because she's a teenager and Arthur's eight. So but the teenager's not yeah, going but for not Arthur. She's not reciprocating the yeah. feelings. Yeah,
2: she's not. She's not having a crush on Arthur, who's younger than him. It's, yeah. it's about a kid who has a crush on someone who's older than this. Yeah, Every that, that boy happens. has gone
1: through that. Yeah. yeah, whether it's your teacher.
2: That's like, so oh, bizarre that that's a controversy. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that's not really but, that bad but compared to the other one. Going ones. back to Arthur's big hit, that's the episode you talked about, Cody. Yeah. Uh, it was the internet has memed that to death. Yeah, it is the, the it, it is and... the most parodied episode on YouTube, and the internet has a sick sense of humor. I'm surprised they
0: haven't like memed that episode that I was referencing earlier with the musical.
1: Having fun isn't hard. Ha, if you got, having, having fun isn't hard when you've, you've got, got a library, library card. card or Jekyll, Jekyll, hide, Jekyll, hide, hide, Jekyll,
0: Jekyll, 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 Jekyll hide, Jekyll, hide. Just a little homework tonight. Just, just a, a little, little homework home tonight. tonight. Yeah. And then there's the one where, like, the dad is talking about making food.
1: You have to try my latest treat. A jellyfish inside a beet. Yuck! Why should we eat the same old meals? Wait till you taste my garlic eels. There are so many things to bake. A custard soup, a liver cake, a curry pie with something squash. About leftovers, goulash. Hey! I don't remember any of this. Evan's memory
0: is superhuman. Yeah,
1: so, basically... It's uh yeah it's, that that episode we didn't cover is Arthur's almost live not real music festival. That was a great episode. It re- and you don't even like musicals. So. No, that's
0: like the one musical I actually really like. Yeah, and, and so, TV. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> so 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 yeah. Arthur's yeah. Bi- so Arthur's big head, and also
0: um, I just remember that one so yeah. fondly. Yeah. So should we get into questions? Yes, of We've been talking about it for like I don't know, maybe half an hour. Yeah. Oh wait, can we all just do it all at the same time?
2: Arthur's epic gasp.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the closest one we'll get, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a... The camera
2: reminds me of (laughs) of Hank Hill, like, whoa! Or Kate, Kate's, like, that that stock baby sound effect that you... (laughs) It gets high-pitched there. Yeah. It plays in TV shows, it plays in movies, and I always associate it with Kate. Yeah. Because they play it so much in that show. Yeah, they do. So, Uh,
1: wait, how... So, how did it... uh, Or sorry. uh, Is it still a running show? Not only is it still running today... Which I did not know. But it made headlines as recently as last year, because the episode Mr. Rapper and the Special Someone is an episode about Mr. Rapper gets married, and the kids... See this cranky like girl rat in a, in a re, in the restaurant and they where they all hang out and they think Mr. Rappern's marrying her and they think Mr. Rappern's gonna have his life ruined if he marries this like really uptight person, so they create a plan to stop the wedding, but then they realize that no, that's Mr. Rappern's sister. Mr. Rappern is gay and getting married to a man oh. or an ard or an aardvark. And wait, wait, wait. he's very. He- He's not married to another rat. He's married to a two, no. ter-
0: a completely different species? Yeah, the, Mr. Rapper is gay. He's a
1: gay rat.
0: Oh, of course <laughs> people are going to make a big deal out of
2: that. It was
1: controversial yeah. in the states where it's legal to marry your cousin. Oh, The, the, the red states. <laughs> and it actually got banned in uh, a couple of uh, southern states. Ah, no, yeah, yeah. You Americans. They're not but the most open The only reason it's even news is is because of the like bigotry towards the LGBTQ community. And it's not, I, I have, I watched the episode out of curiosity. It is not like controversial. Like he doesn't talk about what they're going to do on the honeymoon. The episode literally ends with (laughs) him, them marrying a man, uh, but yeah it's done tastefully it's, it's done, done tastefully t- and subtly.
2: Uh, subtle and the whole point was it was just a misunderstanding she, they thought she was gonna marry the more mean
1: one but it just yeah. happened to be like someone else yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and they're super happy like that he's gay like it doesn't even cross their minds what gay is and I personally think they are the they are the perfect age to learn about what it means to be gay because I actually learned about what it meant to be gay on the schoolyard and it wasn't in a bigoted sense we just my, I heard a p- bunch of kids throwing around the words haha <laughs> gay you're gay and i'm like what is gaming yeah my 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 best friend at the time said gay is when a boy likes another boy or a girl likes another girl and i'm like okay that's fine i didn't i didn't learn about the whole prejudice and intolerance towards this lifestyle until you're older until you're older yeah
2: well same with every yeah yeah, i'm the same way and
1: Yeah. yeah so they ha- they cover it so well, and we're gonna have to save like the other topics that they cover for another day. So yeah, if you I, th- the I think this is the only
0: show that's still running now of our entire list. Re- like, yeah, like I think so revival's right. not included. In fact, it says here that along next to The Simpsons, it is the longest running animated series of all time. Yeah, wow.
1: and, no, I did not even know it was still running. Yeah, it it it's it's, running. it's in its twenty. I guess it would be twenty fourth season Holy now. Holy shit. Frankly. Yeah. I did not
0: know tw- that. It's almost twenty-third season with two more on the way. Yeah. Is the animation still the same? Probably no, not.
1: No, It 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 got downgraded to Flash animation. Oh, a
0: I hate it's, flash. it's easier that way. Because uh, hand
1: drawn is a dying art form if it's not It's sad that w it is. is. It's yeah. sad that it is a dying art. So um, uh oh, was it adapted into a movie? I don't even know this. Nope. No, as, as cr- even direct to video? Nope. Like, really? There there were a couple of Christmas Okay, I will say this. There were a couple of um Hour-long episodes where they weren't movies, but they did get there's the Christmas special, Arthur's Perfect Christmas, but no theatrical movies. You think that they would have done that by now? But it's so popular, it's what would lot. the stakes yeah. be? Like you'd have to come up with something really big. It'd um, they, they, be like the Rugrats
0: movie. They just get lost in the woods. <laughs> just throw them in the woods, like it, but they throw come, them in space. Let so their animal instincts just, come
1: forth Just like the Simpsons, they have covered so many storylines that it would be very difficult to come up with a movie if they were yeah. to do one. Um, it's they haven't turned into a movie, but I will say this though. The, one of the biggest, there have been tons of guest stars on the show that I don't have time to talk about, but the biggest guest star they had was the Backstreet Boys, and they dedicated an hour-long episode called Arthur, It's Only Rock and Roll, where the Backstreet Boys were the guest stars. What? And what's ironic is the Backstreet Boys are not a rock band, they're pop. Yeah, No, well, they're not, they're a boy band. They're yeah. a boy pop band, but... Francine starts a rock band and they wind up playing on stage with the Backstreet Boys at the end. That, so that's cool. A good story I for still, time. I still
0: remember that Binky episode. You remember that the European band that comes in? Binky, yeah.
3: Like, I, we're, we're, didn't he hang
0: out with like a couple of like, uh, like older,
2: rough-looking? Like, oh yeah, kind of the,
0: the the Jimbo Jones-like
1: like people. Gang. It was the tough customers, or is what they're called. But and they always played that that damn, down out down i remember yeah i remember the, the music so
2: well in this show like it's and Lyle,
1: you're scared dude do you remember when uh the skater boys try to peer pressure buster into being like this into this like douchey like daredevil character who like they dare him to do stupid shit and then that. the oh, line I don't, I don't remember that oh i figured do, you would doesn't cause... he love
2: a, a a superhero that's like a bunny bionic bunny bionic bunny and yeah.
1: later in the show by Ark bunny gets sidelined for the dark bunny it's there's an obvious like superman batman parallel i feel like um, we don't
0: need to do an episode now because we've talked yeah. mostly about yeah. yeah. does there's it hold up
1: show. does it hold up absolutely yes. arthur holds up. i think up. it holds up yeah i
0: mean i'm surprised it's still
2: going you too. can yeah, you can like, watch
0: it at any age and really appreciate it for yeah. what it is yeah. yeah i i'd say it's the closest show on this list that goes into like timeless territory yeah. oh yeah for sure it's
2: timeless
1: so uh we covered 9 shows in this Ooh. episode and except there was a, we wanted to do a 10th one that we didn't get to but ladies and gentlemen we're going to bring Cody McDonald back at a later date and we're going to cover our 10th episode and I've got all uh I just have one question. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Until next time. Peace out. Take care everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>
3: i <music>